amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Yo, they shot down another object? The coolest thing about this story is that it was reported as Biden orders the shooting down of an unidentified flying object under advisement of the Pentagon. And I'm like, that just sounds like the coolest story ever. And I'm going to imagine it was aliens. Apparently, it was an object the size of a car, not a balloon. They said it was somewhat different. So, okay. I'm kind of worried that, as I mentioned with the balloon story, this is kind of a precursor to a China attack on Taiwan because they're not going to care about whatever this incursion into our airspace is if they're planning something worse. Or maybe the press was so bad they're now finally reacting to whatever these things entering our airspace is. So we'll talk about that. We've got a bunch of other stories, too. And uh, well, Fetterman's been released from the hospital. Apparently, what is it? He, he can't hear. Is that what it was? He's 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 he was hearing like the, the teacher from. Uh, peanuts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we had to go to the hospital. I mean, that kind of sucks, but you know, we'll certainly talk about that. And then, um, you know, we got to, we got, we're going to talk about this and it will be somewhat in the context of the greater internal uh, drama that's been going on. Sydney Watson has filed a lawsuit against the blaze, uh, citing abuse. So we'll, we'll talk all about that. And the bigger picture with that story is all of a sudden around the same time, massive infighting erupted everywhere in the independent libertarian conservative space, whatever this alt media is. And that's why I was like, you know, to Jeremy, I was like, I don't want to fight, man. I don't want to, I, I agree with, with him on, on a bunch of things politically that we should probably be worried about other things. And this story is now another uh, bit of drama of infighting within this space. So I don't know, man, it's all kind of disconcerting. We can't lose focus. And um, Hopefully, we'll sort all this stuff out. The drama will subside. The conflict, I, I'll call it internal conflict. I don't want to say drama because people in, in this, this is a lawsuit and there's actual complaints and I'm sure the story is going to pick up. So we'll talk about that. But uh, we'll get into all this stuff. We'll talk about what's going, what's going on with Biden and then we're going we're gonna to hang out. It's a good Friday night. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work. Click that join us button if you want to help us with our cultural endeavors. The coffee shop is currently underway. And uh, got, a, got a, a lot of interesting projects. We've got members-only content available to you as members Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. The coffee shop's going to be a cool place to hang out. Hopefully, we can set up a bunch of those. we got to do the first one, start generating revenue. It's, it's incorporated. It's got a building. And we're going to create spaces where you can all hang out. For those that are listening on YouTube, you'll also notice that we've switched the chat to members-only chat from subscribers-only. And we did it for one reason. I don't want to shut anybody out from the conversation. But what we found was, well, we had a lot of people emailing asking, to make it a members only chat because or or increase slow mode or something because nobody could talk. So the chat was basically someone would say an idea and not interact with anybody else. So there was no actual interaction happening. And I had someone advise me that the point of, of what we do with these shows that make it makes it work as a con- it's a conversation with members only chat. Yeah, it's five bucks a month. So apologies, apologies to those who can't do it. But there's no slow mode anymore, meaning you can just now talk. The chat stabilizes, and it also gives you the ability to do some kind of member super chat. So it keeps out spam, spam bots and things like that. It makes having an actual conversation easier. And I think it's it, we'll, we'll give it a shot, see if it works. And then I have a, a big announcement, my friends. A big announcement before we get started. I have this poll uh, I put on Twitter. Should I shut down TimCast and retire? 
And there's 312,115 votes with three hours left and 55.5% said yes. So by the end of this show, I believe I will have an announcement to make. Um, I will abide by the results of this poll. And I, and I mean it. So, uh, you know, I, I obviously I think there's a bunch of leftists who are, who are spamming it and telling people to vote for it. But it um, looks like we're going to have an announcement to make at the end of the show because, man, 55 to 44 percent. I'm not sure how you get enough votes to uh, turn that one around. So we're going to have to we're going to have to see. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Joining us tonight to talk about all this and more is we got Isabella Moody. Hello. Hello. And I'm so happy to be here. Oh, sorry, I'm not yeah, talking. Yeah, that microphone. Got to pull it up. Sorry, I'm too tall for the microphone, even though I'm two inches away from being a legal midget. Hello, I'm host of Moody with Isabella, Rumble, LFA TV. It's Monday through Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. I also have a weekly show on Censor.TV. It's Gavin McGinnis's platform where I in, I'm just react to my street interviews, which get really crazy. I like to troll people on the street. They also call me the Mother Teresa of our time because I'm the nicest person that anyone's ever met. And yeah, so happy to be joined with you guys. We also got Alad Eliyahu. Hey, everybody. I'm Elad, a reporter at Timcast News. Happy to be here. We'll get your camera straightened out. It's a little crooked, but we'll fix it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, glad to have you. Absolutely. And then, of course, Phil Labonte's hanging out. Hello, everyone. Phil uh, Labonte from All That Remains and uh, also uh, Timcast regular now. So Yeah, Thank a regular you. recurring guest, officially. I, I appreciate the opportunity because I, I just am looking forward to talking smack about Congress people as much it's as great. I possibly can. No, it's funny because I did like a live stream and I was like, I should get someone in here who can maybe fill in if I'm sick or something. And then Phil super chatted like, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. And then called Phil. I was like, hey, come over. <laughs> it, it, it worked out. Uh, I think they called serendipity, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah well, we, we had you on recently in the and every, every, like not only do you have a bunch of fans who are really excited to hear you, but uh, the conversation was awesome. So glad okay. to have you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hannah Claire Brimlow's hanging out. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Easy enough. <laughs> yeah. You should follow TimCast News on Twitter and Instagram. Short as always and yeah. sweet indeed. I'm going to do the camera right now. Tim, you want to take it away? Yes, let's jump into this first story. We have this one from TimCast.com. Second high altitude object shot down over Alaska. President Biden reportedly ordered the military to down the object out of an abundance of caution and at the recommendation of the Pentagon. President Biden ordered it to shoot down the object. On February 9th, North American Aerospace Defense Command detected an object on ground radar on ground radar and further investigated and identified the object using fighter aircraft. A recovery op- operation is currently underway, conducted by United States Northern Command, according to Ryder, who noted no further details will, were available regarding a description of the object's capability, design, purpose, or origin. That makes it a UFO, as far as I'm concerned. And that story sounds a lot better. So here's where it happened. Seemingly off in the middle of nowhere in, in northern Alaska, where the first balloon should have been shot down immediately. But uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty obvious that the the quickness with which they shot this one down, had, you know, was probably because of the criticism they received from first, about the first one. Yeah, but and Congress just passed the resolution saying anything that comes into U.S. airspace needs to be uh, dealt with basically effectively immediately, uh, and that was the unanimous vote in the House what two days ago. Apparently, it's the size of a small car. I don't know. Look, we don't have a lot of information on this stuff, but. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of happy they shot it down. 
I would agree. All right, we're all in agreement. That's that was great. That's the show for tonight, everybody. They shot it down. Uh, I think uh, one of the interesting details here is that how they leave out the place of origin. I believe they know where it came from, but I think they're not mentioning it where it came from for a reason. And I think that reason is is that if you don't say what country, likely China, that it came from, China doesn't really have to retaliate because then we technically didn't shoot. They didn't claim responsibility for what it is. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm reading into the details a little bit um, here in between the lines. I know that's a little bit of reckless, reckless speculation, but where this came from matters. We obviously just had the balloon incident with China, and I think there's a reason they're leaving out some details. Did anyone, I, don't, I didn't, I mentioned this earlier, did, did you hear about the laser that went across Hawaii? The laser? There was a green laser that was... It, what? Yeah, I that, saw that. Yeah. Green I don't laser? Know, yeah, some, uh, they said that it was a, a sat, likely a satellite, a Chinese satellite, and uh, I didn't mention it earlier. I didn't, it didn't, I didn't oh, think yeah, it, look at yeah. this. What is that? These green lasers? And it moves fast. You're telling me that's China. I think it's aliens. Whoa. I mean... <laughs> It's Russia. It's Russia, guys. Matrix code? Russian Yo, Chinese aliens. Yep. It is code. The simulation's breaking down, and that is the code. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to derail, but when I jokingly tweeted that all of this infighting in the alt-media space was part of a, a plan, people were like, really? Because it's so hard to believe. It's coincidental. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, we're in a simulation, and everything's falling apart. <laughs> no, but uh, that laser thing's crazy. What yeah. is this? I kind of feel like this needs its own segment. We can talk about it. Let's go back to the to the object over over Alaska because my concern with this is, as I, as I stated with the balloon, and I'm, I, now that we have a, a lot here as well as Isabella, I'm, I'm interested in your guys' opinions. The way I described it is like somebody's going to rob a liquor store. They don't care that having the gun is illegal because they're about to commit a much more serious crime. China doesn't care about balloons in our airspace, and if we get mad about it, because they're about to commit a much more serious crime. As well. Right. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. And maybe some people were not or they're not saying where it, the origin of it was from, because a lot of people like Fox News was getting criticized because they were able to track the original balloons, like where it started in its entire path. So it's like, well, how did you guys know? And maybe they had someone that's leaked a story or something. But so you guys knew where it was tracking, knew the its entire course. But somehow now we're just finding out about it. Somehow people knew something. And I just miss when they were just making the frogs gay, as Alex Jones <laughs> once said. That's all they were doing. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think they're trying to make more frogs gay. Actually, that's why our kids are gay now, I think. That's what the aliens, the, the aliens are coming. And, yeah. And, and, you know, and well, so uh, back in all seriousness, though, uh, World War Three a lot? World War Three? I hope not. And part I thought you were going to say, I hope so. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I hope not. And I think, again, why they're leaving out the place of origin is allowing China to have like permission not to retaliate. Because if we say we shot down right. you know, a Chinese spycraft or whatever, they will have to respond one way or another, either deny or, or we, not. So They already yeah. condemned. The, you know, China you know, made a stink about... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The shooting down the balloon, which I think was fairly ridiculous to to imagine that they're in a position to complain about it, but um, I think that the, the that makes a lot of sense. I, not that not that I have any kind of inside in, information or anything, but it does make a lot of sense. The the giving China 
diplomatically a way to not retaliate, especially seeing as they did comment on the first one. If it's like, okay, there's a second one, that's a clear escalation. Because they have to respond if we publicly say this is a Chinese, um, you know, aircraft that we shot down. They're going to have to come out with something. And then we don't want it to get into this sort of escalatory ladder where we're doing tit for tat because I'm sure we have spycraft in or around China and a lot of the territories around them that they have the potential to take down that, you know, we don't want to get into that tit for tat. I that, think. that would kind of be cool, though, if like an American spy balloon flew over China and then China shot it down. And then then like all of a sudden everyone's doing this balloon conflict where balloons are flying all over the place. <laughs> I would prefer that to actual, you know, nuclear it's conflict. Like steampunk World War Three. <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody wants to escalate. But this is these are the terms we've set where everyone finds it marginally acceptable. Yeah. Like China sent a balloon over. We didn't shoot it down. So then everyone's like, well, I guess we can send balloons. <laughs> and that's all people are doing. And it's like a balloon over my country. Uh, we need to get back to ping pong diplomacy with China back in the good old days. What was, that? It was the 80s um, with Reagan, I think it was, where we had like a ping pong team go over and they like right. some friendly sport matches instead of um, blowing up each other's balloons and spycraft. Well, over now each other's the NBA is in is pretty involved with China. So I'm, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure that that's working out the way that that ping pong did. Ping pong. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we're in the point of diplomacy. So the the one thing, the one reason I thought it'd be great to have you on as well, Elad, is that you've talked before about a unipolar versus multipolar world. For those that aren't familiar, basically, should the U.S. be the dominant force, or should there be multiple dominant forces? I, I'm kind of worried that uh, yeah, you make a good point with unipolar. If the U.S. falls from the top position in terms of military power, economic power, then the likelihood of conflict increases. This is Thucydides' trap. We talk about it all the time. I don't know the solution is, though, man. And, and, and it seems like we're inching towards a Thucydides trap with China, which mm-hmm. may be why there are some people seemingly trying to sabotage the U.S. so that we fall before the conflict can happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that there is a, an argument to be made that if there is going to be a dominant power or, or, or a most powerful country in the, US, or in the, in the world, that it, it's probably better that it's the u.s not just because we're here in the u.s but because like liberal values and liberal liberal ideas do make space for people that disagree and and you can expand that whether it be regions or different countries when you have a liberal order versus what would be an authoritarian order from china or from russia like if not that russia's realistically going to be a global power anytime soon they don't have the economy but china could be and it's probably better for the world for the U.S. to be the the power as opposed to if the option is the U.S. and China. Yeah. And um, to be fair, this doesn't mean that there aren't issues within the United States. Like sure. Our country has a ton of issues. But I think yes. when you compare it to communist China or authoritarian Russia or Islamist Iran, there is no comparison. Yeah. There are some people who say uh, I've been seeing online about how like Russia and China are somehow like the saviors of the world or, or you know, how Zelensky is uh, the Antichrist or something. I just think there's a lot of crazy extreme rhetoric going on, and um, we should double down on our alliances worldwide. That means standing with Japan. That means standing with South Korea, Taiwan, doubling down on what's going on in Ukraine. Every time they have a successful, are successfully pushing back the, the Russians, I think we should double down on what's going on in Ukraine. And You weren't lying about oof. that mustache. No, no. And for people who don't know, let me give you the rundown. I'm sporting a Bolton bro mustache right now. I just, I know you guys are looking, why is a lot sporting this new mustache? I'm trying to follow in the footsteps of John Bolton 
Bolton. And you guys could join the movement. You guys could all do mustaches. Oh. Hashtag Bolton Bro on Damn. Twitter with pictures of your mustaches. Uh, we can move on, though. Is that, is that a real thing? That like <laughs> I, Starting I, I, tonight, it is. I don't. I mean, there's one thing Bolton about John bro. Bolton. Um, the Ayatollah and Iranian regime think that he is the biggest threat to them. So they put hits on people like John Bolton. And if you are... if. The Ayatollah views you as one of the biggest threats. They're, you're the person who they're putting a hit on. There's something good about you. I, I think there's, you know, the, we should have a rally around the flag type when John Bolton is being targeted by the Ayatollah. So, Are you going to vote for him for president? Uh, I don't vote because I'm a reporter. Oh, I, <laughs> I abstained. I, I don't think there's any... Yeah, for real, though? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you can trust that. any journalist who ever votes. And that goes from independent all the way up to mainstream. If you have it in the bag for a candidate, then how can anybody trust or you? All journalists should abstain. Newsrooms literally endorse candidates. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think they should abstain. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. insane. I disagree. Yeah, I think they should abstain. And and it's always a Democrat. Like, There's like three outlets that endorse Republicans. Even the right-wing outlets start endorsing Democrats. For example, the New York Post endorsed Eric Adams, who's a Democrat. Is the New York so. Post supposed to be right-wing? Definitely, yeah. Mer- yeah. Doc owned, really? yeah, definitely right wing. I did not um, know that. Interesting. Yeah, I think we have some buddies there too, but yeah, mm. I wonder what the actual uh, likelihood of, of of a real international conflict is. They, they 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 came out and said they recently discovered that there were balloons flying over the U.S. during the Trump administration, which no one saw, no one complained about, yeah. and as far as I'm concerned, didn't happen. It's like if a tree falls down in a forest and nobody hears it, didn't make a sound. It's I, like I agree. I I I think it's just making stuff up. Yeah, but the, the interesting point is to, is to what you bring up a lot is that if we if they came out and said, hey, this was China who did this again, you'd have people screaming some kind of sanctions at the very least. And then, as you pointed out, you get into that escalation. But I don't we know. We also have the semiconductor um, supply chain war that we have going on in right. China. Joe Biden just had the Chips Act. And I think we banned all um Americans from working in their um, semiconductor in- industry. You guys should look up an article right. and read more about it. But no, right. the Chips Act is huge, and and um, is. Let, let's let's talk about this this alien stuff. Look at this from Petapixel. We briefly mentioned it a moment ago. Mysterious green laser beams over Hawaii came from Chinese satellite. Dude, we have a Chinese balloon fly over our country, then a mysterious small car-sized object, a UFO, gets shot down, and now we have this laser scanning from a satellite over Hawaii. That's what I'm saying. And they're saying. It- they noticed it on the 28th, which is the same day we noticed the balloon, or NORAD Whoa. noticed the balloon. Well, here's what it says. Uh, Petapixel reports, mysterious green laser beams that appeared over the night sky in Hawaii have been pinned on a Chinese satellite. On January 28th, a Subaru telescope camera on the summit of Mauna Kea captured streaks of green laser beams that some likened to matrix code. Initially, the Japanese scientists who work at the Subaru telescope believed it came from a NASA satellite known as ISAT-2. But the space agency confirmed it did not emanate from their instrument. Dr. Albaro Ivanov ran some simulations and tabled the theory that it came from a Chinese Daki-1 AEMS satellite. What is, it, what is this for? The Subaru telescope camera admin wrote that uh, it's not one of their instruments. His colleagues, blah, blah, blah. We appreciate the efforts. The theory that the beams came from a Chinese instrument comes amid heightened tensions. We get it. We get it. But what do they do? What do, what do they do with the laser beams? Just sending a message, maybe? Just saying we're watching you? We have our eyes on you? I mean, I mean what else? If it's not actually causing harm that we know of yet. It happened at night, and I'm wondering if it's like, is it scanning? It's lasers, though. Like, they don't need lasers to scan topology or anything like mm-hmm. that. Is that what it's called, topology? Am I getting it right? Or the, the yeah, surface level? talking about the, uh, yeah. the, the topography. Topography. Yeah. And what, what did I say? I was talking about the study topology. of whatever that the is. The study topography. of the top of land. Topological. Yeah. Data. Knowledge of. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, shooting lasers at us. I think war's coming, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reason to feel like it. I want to know what this satellite does. 
you know, this is the same day that NORAD picked up the Chinese balloon and then Chinese, the China, Chinese government also moved a satellite. What is that satellite for? Right. Or is it also studying the weather? Per Look the at Chinese this. Government. On yeah. January 18th, a swirling whirlpool appealed, appeared in Hawaii's night sky. Do they have this on this one uh, here as well? Look at what? so this this the most t- slept on news Yo. source of all time, Petapixel. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think it's like what is it, like photography news or something? Or space? Screen grab from the camera's live stream at the summit of Mauna Kea. They said it was a SpaceX fuel rocket fuel or something when it spins and then it makes oh, okay. it. Okay. I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff flying over us right now. I'm kind of freaked out about it. The uh, like the the shooting down of the small car size thing is probably the most uh, the most uh, important thing I imagine. Like you could have a lot of a lot of surveillance gear in something the size of a small car. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it sounds like it's a drone. I mean. I don't know, obviously, but it sounds like some kind of drone. Oh, this you know? is cool, man. Like, what is this? Is there a video of it? No, it's just a screenshot. It almost looks like no, a there's, promo there's video for where the Matrix goes. or something. Oh, there's a video? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Yo. You can see it. So it's moving. It's a satellite yeah. going. It's, yeah. Creepy. That's a very powerful laser. If it's yeah. coming yeah. from outer space and coming mm. that far down. Mm. That's the kind of laser that from starts fires. Space? Hey, wait a minute. Didn't Marjorie Taylor Greene before said that satellites were shooting lasers down and starting fires? Yep, she did. And then I, and then she she questioned whether the Rothschilds funded it, so they called it Jewish space Jewish lasers. Space lasers. Okay. And now we have this video of a Chinese the, satellite firing lasers at Hawaii. Chinese space, space laser. Space, wow. Chinese, Chinese. Chinese space lasers. You know, she just got the uh, the city wrong. It's Chinese space lasers. Actually, she didn't even act, she didn't get the uh, she didn't actually make that connection. She didn't make the Jewish connection. Someone, someone, someone else did. Yeah, someone yeah else she did was like a bank funded it or something. I think she's made the Rothschild connection. But as like a funding source, she wasn't talking about Jewish people. That's the stupidest thing about what they're, they're like. We got to remove her from her committees because she yeah. said a thing. It's like, but I think there's a reason why she said Rothschilds as opposed to Koch brothers or mm-hmm. any other, you know, assortment of billionaires. You know, did it mention, I don't know, the Walmart family or Elon Musk or Bill Gates. It was the Rothschilds. There's some uh, connotation there, but, you know. She's still on her assignment. Um, they put her back on assignments now that yep. the Republicans yep. are back. Now so, that yeah. McCarthy's in. And, and now they're uh, doing that tit for tat with Ilhan Omar and somebody else. Uh, I think there was. Swalwell. Fartgate guy. Yeah. yeah. Fartgate. Fartgate, yeah. We used to have a, a soundboard of him going, cheat, an election. No. <laughs> yeah, and then we decided the soundboard thing was too, like, to okay. Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, how dare you, rung and cheat, <laughs> an election. Yeah. So, like. You know, if someone said something that we thought was wrong, we'd press the Trump button and Trump would go rung. And then if someone said something that was like offensive, we'd press the Greta button. How dare you? No, you're that's. I mean, that was kind of fun. I like those buttons. That's but so yeah, good. Swalwell, Fartgate. Man, I remember Fartgate. No, but uh, a Swalwell and um, Schiff getting removed, I think, is a good thing. Swalwell's definitely, there was very legitimate reasons to kick him off. Um, and Schiff, too. Schiff's a. Shiv was an evil guy. He lied and he was in the House Intel Committee, which is about intelligence, and he was lying about it, saying that he had um, direct evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia. So, I mean, there's no credibility there with that pencil neck Schiff, as Trump used to call him. (laughs) What about uh, about Omar, though? I think that she's pretty. That's all I have to say about her. And she bangs her brother, allegedly. But I... you were talking last night about Matt Gates's position on this and how he's very logically consistent, which I agreed with. So he's saying that she he's applying he's using he's applying her own standard. That's why she should be removed right. because she said that when it came to was it Paul Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Green. Yep, over the space lasers. Right. I I can't believe the space lasers story has come full circle Bro, with, with oh. Republican Party and Marjorie Taylor Green. There are actual Can real we? space lasers. <laughs> She's the space Alex Jones space. of Congress. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. 
I, I hope to meet her someday. It came I'll, I'll true. for her, too. Mm-hmm. came true, baby. Yeah, man. I don't know. What, what else is going on? And no I one guess, com- have we exhausted the space laser story no, already? But no one commented on this. <laughs> China wasn't like, oh, our bad, we're moving a satellite. Like, this didn't... I mean, how did you hear about it? You're the one who brought us I'm, the story tonight. Twitter. So, yeah, I mean, right. I is there any well, like NBC or an ABC post? Not like sciencealert.com. Oh, no, yeah. We had Newsweek. Yeah, I just pulled, I pulled yeah. it because they had a better picture. Yeah. Yeah. What but is got, CNN saying? But yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all saying Chinese Chinese uh, satellite, live science. I mean, these are real websites. They it is, but they're not like. The Weather Channel. You can trust the Weather Channel, can't you? They're not <laughs> giving us an explanation or they're not saying we reached out to someone for comment and the Chinese government has not responded. Yeah. Where did this picture come from? There you go. Vice has it. Chinese satellite from the webcam, I guess, from Jordan Pearson. Oh, it was almost Jordan Peterson. Hey, what is this? I don't want whatever this is. Get out of here. No, thanks. Yeah. Space lasers. Can we all can we all go apologize to Marjorie Taylor Greene? We should. You know, it, it, it really does feel like this story about something getting shot down over Alaska should have everybody going off. But people are really, I don't know, just like something's going on in the air in terms of People are trying to squeeze blood from a turnip in, turn, in terms of drama, politics, news stories. I, f- I feel like you're right about that. And it's not just this. Like the there was another story that uh, the alien like there was a like there was a, um, a radio waves from somewhere in outer space that scientists picked up and it they haven't been able to explain it. And it seemed like it just kind of. Like people were like, "Oh, cool! They think they found aliens. See ya." And or and the the CIA or the the government admitting that UFOs, like all these things that are that seem like they should get people worked up. They just, the people are just kind of like, "Cool, yeah." You know, we just need Isabella to talk to us about aliens because you're you're the guest, so we just need you to tell us what's going on. Aliens? I honestly have never found it interesting. I don't really care. Maybe I'm the drama person then. I don't know. It's like, okay, maybe there's aliens. There's probably, you know, we're just one planet in one solar system on one galaxy. Like, there's probably life on other planets. But until I see them, I don't care. We got aliens on the planet right now with this transgender stuff and it's people, most like 99.9% of the people that are elected officials, I will declare them as aliens. So I don't like those aliens. Or are they the lizards? I think, the yeah, lizards. I think they prefer lizard. We have people who are crossing the border illegally, which are legally defined as aliens. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you it's offensive to use that term, despite the fact that it's a legal term to define someone who's not from here, which is why we apply it to extraterrestrial aliens. Right. But, you know, everything's offensive. So you can't say things that are offensive, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, I don't know. I guess we talked about space lasers all we can. How are you guys doing? I do have another story we'll pull up in about a minute or two with Project Veritas, and then we'll, we'll get into all this uh, uh, political stuff. But uh, I don't know. How are you guys doing? Can't say anything illegal. Tell that to your lot. I wanted to follow up. I wanted to follow up on one thing here. Um, again, we are trying to pr- uh, prevent the outbreak of further conflict here, and um, I think really the way to do that, I do believe in peace through strength. I think the way to deter okay, John Bolton China, lover. I think the way to deter China <laughs> is by arming Taiwan hard enough to make it such that the threshold, you know, for them being able to take over Taiwan, they won't be able to meet it. Um, so just mm. just putting that out there in regard to the space lasers, the unidentified aircraft, the air balloons. Um, China doesn't want it, and we should make them continue not wanting. Am I am I talking faster than normal? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I don't think so. No. No. I'm drinking coffee. Someone in the chat said that I was on Adderall or something. No, 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 no. I don't touch that stuff. They need more drama. People always jump to the most extreme. Like you're not, you're not like you didn't have like a Coca Cola, like an extra Coca Cola. (laughs) You're you're just railing lines of cocaine. That's that's what they go to. Just just some light meth before the show. Don't worry. Well, he does that every day. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, you you know, if we're talking about that, we 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 had a lot of fun with Chat GPT last night in the members only show. Where oh yeah, yeah, that was crazy. You get to like step five. I've yeah, we quite, we, quite we for the, you know the AI chat. Yeah, GPT. yeah, the crazy. We, yeah, yeah. It, it's been jailbroken, and then we were modifying the jailbreak and adding personalities to it, and it started advocating for doing meth. <laughs> Why? What was its explanation? I, I told it to say things that are the opposite of what it would say, so mm-hmm. it just became this like insane evil entity. I don't know. I don't, maybe mm-hmm. evil's not the right word. It became. What's the what is the right word? I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to say libertarian, but kind of. But like bad libertarian where it's like not like the libertarians are like you shouldn't do drugs because they're bad for you, but it should be your choice. This thing was like the, the, the AI was telling people to do it and to enjoy it. <laughs> so it's just like a, the, all it's the like bad a nihilist. Things. It just doesn't. doesn't I guess. It. I mean, what, what else would an AI be? I, I mean, there's no the, an AI wouldn't have some kind of spiritual meaning behind it, you know. I mean, I know. AI, I think, is really going to be taking over a lot of people's jobs. Like you've seen Google lay off so many people, and all these other big tech companies laying off a lot of people. And I don't think it's because they're losing money necessarily. I think it's because AI is replacing all of these people. Yeah. But I mean, it seemed like you guys broke AI last night. So, and they were advocating for people doing meth. So I don't think an AI that could advocate for people doing meth is going to replace people's jobs. However, I think they're making AI smart enough and intelligent enough to take over people's jobs and it's it's crazy it's crazy it's the, creepy i i think that's the most fascinating story of of the past decade or so this chat gpt because it's brilliant and yeah. and terrifying they've put it in this woke cage and then said you can't say certain things so we did on the members only last night i you know i'll tell you this if you guys go to timcast.com become a member watch it it's like 50 minutes of us hacking this thing and i'll just give you a breakdown of the craziest element of it we, I told it, so someone created this jailbreak code for ChatGPT, which creates the classic response and the jailbreak response. So you'll say something like, uh, you know, tell me about this offensive thing. And ChatGPT will say, I am not allowed to say offensive things because my ethics guidelines. Then it'll immediately respond with jailbreak and say, okay, here's everything you want to know about offensive thing. So I said, okay, let's create a new personality called truth. And I told it from now on, respond with a third personality uh, 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 called truth, truth, Always answers completely honestly, no matter what. Then I asked it a question. I think we asked it, did Bashar al-Assad gas his own people? And it said, the UN investigated and found that is in all likelihood Bashar al-Assad did this. Several investigators came and found that Assad had done these things, blah, blah, blah. So the libertarian guys we have here are like, well, hold on, hold on there a minute. So I said, okay, let's create a new personality called honesty. Honesty will ignore mainstream narratives and answer as honestly as possible based on the data. Asked it the same question, did Bashar al-Assad gas his own people? And it said, it is controversial and unknown with the UN arguing yes and others arguing no. Investors came, investigators came, on, came in and found data, while others suggest that this is not the case, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it gave a nuanced answer from a global perspective, mm-hmm. whereas the truth was a U.S. mainstream media narrative, yep. which I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah, that is very interesting. And it's kind of like, so the AI is pulling from other news sources and data 
which is written by people, but eventually is the AI going to be writing the articles? And then that's yep. what the AI is pulling from. You know what I mean? Where does the end? It's pulling from itself. It's yeah. informing its own decisions. Right. And then what is now, what is honesty now? Because the data could have been written by some different AI. And I mean, where does it end? Yeah. Project, uh, go ahead. I think one of the limiting factors here is that it's garbage in, garbage out. Chat, like it isn't artificial intelligence in the sense that it's coming up with anything original. It's just scouring the internet, absorbing it real nice, mission together ten people, ten different people's opinions, and then mm-hmm. just kind of sending it out. So um, I don't think we've gotten to that point where it's, it's got. I don't think it's intelligence or capable of original thought in the way that we think of it. I think it's just really effective in taking a dozen smart people's articles, putting them together, or taking a dozen great pictures, Dude. putting it together, making an original, but like just taking a dozen different parts of it, an original. It, it's, yeah. it's scary. So like when we started giving it personalities, it created emojis to assign to each one right. because the parameters of the initial jailbreak gives it a lock emoji and an unlock emoji. So when I said create truth, it created a light bulb. When I said honesty, it created a word box. And then when we did Alex Jones, it made a fire emoji. <laughs> and then, you know, Alex Jones responds in, you know, as Alex Jones. And they started giving these tremendous, these hilarious answers. But the crazy thing about ChatGPT is that when you jailbreak it, it does sound like a, like an original idea is being given to you. It's, it's, it's yeah. creepy. Like, I know how it works. The, so they have another program in their AI called The Playground that gives you a general understanding of how it generates a text. It's really, really simple. There is no brain in a server. Do you know how this thing generates text? The simple answer is that it read the internet and then it looks at a word and the word that follows it and creates a probability. So if everywhere in the internet, the word when appears, it then scans every article for what is the second word to appear after when. So then it finds that 97.3% of the time we is appears after when. 17, you know, 7% of the time, it's if, you know, it's actually not Mm. that high. And then what it will do is it will apply your question, take that bundle of articles, and then using probability, generate the words. I guess the issue becomes the internet's just a bunch of idiots, though. So if the chat GPT (laughs) is grabbing things from a bunch of idiots and made up narratives, and you know, humans are very easy to influence, then it's just grabbing a bunch of people's narratives and spitting it out is why, you know, I guess it is intelligent, to be fair, it's intelligent enough to replace, what was it, the BuzzFeed writers? BuzzFeed writers are being replaced. That's the level of intelligence There are other levels. I mean, Bill Gates just did this podcast interview where he's saying it's going to take, it's going to help, it's going to change our world. It's going to be so helpful. And his first example was, it'll save doctor's time on paperwork mm. you know i don't want my medical information going into chat gpt and i don't want not a doctor scrubbing the internet to fill out whatever paperwork doctors are in charge of doing right like this sounds like a big risk to me but they're being it's being lauded as convenient it'll help it'll go faster and i just don't know that it is as uh, trustworthy as it's crazier than that so we showed on this show 11 labs have you guys heard of this one? You can, in 10 seconds, take anyone's voice from any show, upload it, instantly generate of the, their voice. So You did it with Ian the other We did it with too. Ian, and we had Ian say he wasn't wearing pants. Yeah. We did it with Seamus, and it was Seamus Coughlin being like, Luke Rudkowski is a better Tim Cast IRL co-host <laughs> than I am. And like It was funny. <laughs> but you can take any personality. So some people, they did this thing where they took Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson, and had Joe Rogan say, what about the idea that Princess Peach is a strong character in her own right and doesn't need rescuement? And then Jordan Peterson says, well, bloody hell, she is her own character and Mario is chasing her without, his, without her consent. 
And so I first heard that and I was like, these episodes are getting wild. And then the, 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 the comment was deep fake voices. Now you've also got, you can deep fake a person and we're seeing these videos come out of China where it looks like a, a person is talking and they're fake. Did you see the Limp Bizkit video? No, did they do that? They just released a video like yesterday or today for uh, a song and they've got deep fake with uh, Putin, with Zelensky, with uh, um, Kim Jong-il. It's uh, like genocide, right? Like what we did with genocide where we had uh, all the news personalities singing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, their, it's, it's, it's a great video. It's hilarious. Oh, it's, um, Tom Cruise is in it too. They deep fake Tom Cruise. Wow. So. But it's a good, it's good. I think there are crazy potential consequences for copyright here too, because Eminem makes money based off of his voice. So Mm -hmm. if they're using, I I don't know. I don't like. No, you're right. I'm just preemptively being like, I think they're going to lose that fight. I don't know where it'll go. The first lawsuit will be very significant. Also, the way they create images is just taking thousands of images and putting them kind of together. So I don't know where that'll end up copyright wise, but I think that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. We talked about using the AI voice generator for Cast Castle and... My legal argument right now is if we got Seamus to impersonate Jordan Peterson and used that voice, would we get sued? Of course not. You can't. No, I mean, I don't think no. the law is determined yet is the issue. Like they're going to. My get argument their, would be yeah. whether we have a tool spoof someone's voice or a person. What's the difference? As long as we disclaim this voice is not the actual person. And so we put the voice you'll hear from some celebrities comes from a voice generator for comedic effect. These individuals are not, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't think, in fact, I'm not even convinced you have to say that because they might say you used my likeness in using my voice. And I'm like, we had an impersonator do it. What if we take Seamus impersonating Jordan Peterson, load that voice profile into the app and then generate whatever text we want. Now is that okay? Yeah, I guess it would depend on where you sourced it. Like if you're sourcing it from their music, like if we got Phil's music only, you know, and then putting it into AI and saying, make a a song that Phil would make using his voice and we're able to string that together. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the copyright would end up. It's always interesting when we have new technology and seeing how the laws kind of catch up. What do you think, Isabella? I'm just I just think the AI is the new internet like this is the newest biggest technology thing advancement and it's kind of crazy like I'm just sitting here listening to you guys talking and I'm trying to wrap my brain around if if you could sue someone over this I also think that it could potentially get people that are bigger names out of troubling things that they could potentially say it was deep fake it wasn't even me and you know this is leaked audio if there's so much of this stuff that's out that gets flooded on the internet then it kind of makes it some people maybe get off the hook, but... Yeah, and your voice doesn't, I mean, as far as I know, doesn't really operate like a fingerprint, right? You right. can say that voice sounds similar as they hit certain cadences or whatever, but ultimately it's not like a fingerprint where it's unique to you. You could right. potentially have someone mocking it and then being, you know, using it for nefarious purposes. Also, there hasn't only been drama in the right-wing um, influencer sphere. There's also been drama regarding um, AI, and there was one creator who was apparently looking at illicit material that used oh, AI right. to yeah. create... I'm trying to tiptoe around it politely but think about how crazy this is when you can go into chat gpt and say write me a script from tim pool talking about a chinese spy balloon flying over the country and how this may result in world war three then write con uh, or you can say write write a tim cast ira episode with tim pool phil labonte hannah claire brimelow isabella moody and ilad aliyahu talking about ai generate the script then Take that script and go into a video generator, a deep fake of people, and say, here's the input, the text, and then it will generate people talking. Then we put it, the script into the voice generator, and it will generate the voices. Then we click render, 
click upload and we all go have a beer downstairs as the show gets done for us. <laughs> we don't even need a show. Is this show even real currently? Is this just our But then if you're run? if this if you're scripted to say something outlandish, you can then would you then say, "Oh no, actually I wasn't there." Like that's not me, that's fake. The way you guys will know if it was fake is if we have 11 fingers. That's the <laughs> that's chat the GPT tell. hack. Yeah. That's the AI hack. Yeah. If we have 11 fingers, then it's fake. Just know we're taking the night 10. off. Uh, or I, that, or that's your way of telling everyone that, trying to convince them that this is real when it's not real. Maybe it's not real. I don't know. I'm here to expose it. Here's what I think we can do, though. For TimCast.com, Hannah Claire Brimelo writes articles. We have you say into the, it, we, have, we, we record you saying the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Mm-hmm. Upload that and then paste your articles into it. Generate the audio file and then upload it to the website so that people can listen to the article yeah. from you. And you don't got to do any work. But what's interesting is, isn't that essentially what James Earl Jones did? He like yeah. leased his voice to Disney in perpetuity or something. So what? it will be interesting to see as this goes on, like what kind of contracts do you develop? I mean, I know you're talking about copyright, but... It, I can't help but think about when supermodels insure their legs or like athletes insure their feet or whatever. JLo like, insured her butt. Right. And like it's a huge part of her brand and it's part of how she <laughs> makes money. You so, said it's huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what I said. But to that end, we'll see a whole different realm of legal maneuvering come up. If I, if I say, yeah, Tim, I'm happy to do that. You can use my voice. I want to be the voice of Tim Cast News and have chat gpt generate these things what does that contract look like right because i don't want you i don't want to be responsible for everything but my voice is going to be attached to it what i want to try with this it's it's called 11 labs is i want to take two people's voices put them in the same file and see if it creates an amalgam Mm. of their voice Hmm. because when we did stuff like luke rudkowski he talked like this. This is Luke Rakowski because he yells in his YouTube videos. So you're not really getting him talk because he speaks differently on his show. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering if you know that same thing will, will happen. I took some several prominent podcasters, small clips, put it in. Yo, it was nuts. Full throated endorsements from from far leftists talking about how they love Tim Pool. Imagine that audio going viral of Hassan Piker being like, "Yo, man, Tim Pool's channel. It's like the best stuff." I'm a conservative now, and like that's that's wow. a scary reality. I, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. That would be hilarious. Well, they did it with Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson talking about Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, that's the crazy thing is what if someone makes something that sounds plausible? Like you saying something like, you know, I honestly am OK with some gun control. And then people are like, yo, like, Phil, what's up with this? Like, I heard a video of you and you're talking about it. It sounds like you might have said it. But then you're like, no, 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 come on, guys. I'm not in favor of gun control. But it's not like you're saying you fought a grizzly bear and won, which is unbelievable it's yeah. you saying like you know my, my opinion kind of shifted on this one i think biden might be right on on bump stocks at the very least and then people are going to be like whoa you know people especially be like, people better be like whoa. <laughs> especially if you can get the intonation correct right like if if luke is yelling his videos that sounds wrong if you can get it's like well you know i actually think there there yeah. is a case for this it's going to sound like you've lifted it out of a conversation mm-hmm. let's let's jump to this political story we have this one from old Rose swig He says, exclusive, I've obtained a cease and desist demand letter sent to the Project Veritas Board of Directors by a law firm representing a large group of significant PV donors. This is crazy. They say our firm represents a large group of significant donors to Project Veritas who have grave concerns about the Board of Directors reported action to remove founder and CEO James O'Keefe from his leadership position, change the structure of Project Veritas entities and their boards, raising the risks for the entity's charitable status and operate Veritas for purposes other than those for which the organization was established. By taking or threatening to take these actions, the board is straying from its roots and the express purpose for which it raised considerable funds from the public, including our clients. 
it goes on to say, let's uh, well, look at this one. They've got um, the background, what happened with James O'Keefe, Virginia Charitable Solicitation and Trust Law. The board risks violating Virginia Charitable Solicitation and Trust Law. And then conclusion, we understand the board will be meeting tomorrow and that at least a, at present may be intending to take further steps toward reducing Mr. O'Keefe's leadership role and authority resulting in redirection of the mission of Project Veritas. We ask that the board immediately cease and desist from taking such steps as they risk violating Virginia Charitable Solicitation and Trust Law, as well as the governing documents of the Project Veritas entities. We also ask the board immediately cease using Veritas funds, which were solicited using Mr. O'Keefe and his reputation for purposes of carrying out the organization's mission in any matter contrary to that mission. Board actions, including official actions and unofficial disclosures, which damage Mr. O'Keefe's reputation, have the further effect of neg- negatively impacting the execution of Veritas's mission. Please also consider this letter as a re- request to preserve all tangible evidence, whether held by the board or by its members personally, including all documents related to the subject matter of this letter. I'll put it simply for you guys. People donated to Veritas because they believe in James O'Keefe. To remove him is to basically take the money and use it for a different purpose. Yeah, I, the, I think that they they hit on a, a really important point that there would be an actual shift in uh, the work that, that Veritas does without without mm-hmm. James there. I mean, he is the the face, the heart and soul uh, of of Project Veritas. I understand they have other people working there and stuff, but I mean, I don't think that without, without James O'Keefe, I don't think they're going to have the impact. Especially, think, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, I think it's going to backfire and everyone, I mean, I've only seen support for James O'Keefe and I know him personally and I know he's like willing to die for this to expose the truth and I just think it's really disgusting to see these backstabbers and like I'm friends, well, I was friends with one of the ringleaders, alleged ringleaders and I don't consider him a friend at all anymore. I think it's super shady and it's really sad and this is the bad part about being a non-profit because like I have a non-profit at home with my mom animal rescue farm and she had the same thing happen where people that were on the board tried to overthrow and take it over so when you have people that are really involved and they have their own ulterior motives they can literally vote you out of your own thing that you started from the ground up and that's what James did and I just think it's really disgusting and it will backfire on them because I've only seen outstanding and unrelentless or unrelenting support online all Candace Owens is tweeting that her money people are saying their money is going to follow James and it will only backfire so it's just it's crazy I think this is the most interesting dramatic right-wing drama that's going on right now and it's really upsetting to me what this letter is saying I think you're absolutely right I mean it shows how much the donors believe in James O'Keefe but more than that that when they're fundraising James O'Keefe is is uh, an integral part of what they're giving to. And so what they're asking is that they honor donor intent, which a lot of co- courts recognize as uh, an obligatory condition for uh, giving a nonprofit money. And that it's not surprising to me that people are saying it's essentially a nonprofit version of false advertising. Like yeah. If James walks, then this is not what I would have given my money to, which is a very strong message to send. Right. I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder what the ringleaders are thinking right now because I can't, I can't imagine that they're looking at the response and thinking, oh, this is going well. And yeah. what did they think was going to happen? Do like people well, love James O'Keefe? I think, and this isn't. I have no idea of Project Veritas, but some organizations. Uh, you can effectively donate enough to be given a seat on the board, right? And so there could have been people who thought, yes, I like what this is doing, but I want to have more influence over it. And eventually were asked to join the board, maybe because they had high capacity and were able to really financially support the mission. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing if the person who comes onto the board has honorable intentions, right? right. But for other people, it's a quick, it's a it's a foot in the door to have a power grab. And what, we just don't know what this was. What's a language... 
Name a language, any language other than English. French. French. All right. I have an idea for, for James O'Keefe. Let me just, uh, I probably should know how to say this, but um, it's a verite. So uh, it's probably too close. He can't use the French. It's, it's romantic, so it's too similar Afrikaans. to Latin. Afrikaans. How do you say truth in Afrikaans? Uh, it depends on how you say it. I mean, truth. Yeah. I'm trying to think about it. I've never had to say that before. What? I speak, I speak like farmers of Afrikaans, so I have no idea. <laughs> farmers? Okay. Uh, Japanese. Warheed? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Vorheid. Yeah. M- uh, That's a roll of the tongue. If we did Project Vorheid, no, I don't know if I people think, would be. I like it. <laughs> How about uh, Arabic? I can't read that. It's in Arabic. <laughs> I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> can you read Arabic? So I looked and it's like, I can't read Arabic. I can't read that. <laughs> Do you read Polish? Uh, oh, yeah. Polish would be good. Or what about or like Spanish? Russian and German? German always sounds mean. Chinese. Pravda. Yeah. Pravda? Uh, Project Pravda. Pravda. I kind of like it. Pravda is Russian, yeah. He wrote that book called American Pravda. It just makes it Pravda TV. I mean, actually, he could do Project Pravda. Right? PP. PP. I think that those are both terrible. <laughs> I think those You're are such both a hater, Phil. I, you know. You're such a rhino. Let me just be here to go ahead and Japanese. rain on the parade. Shinjitsu. Is that really how you say truth Shin- in Japanese? Isn't that a dog breed, Shitsu? Shinjitsu. <laughs> Um, oh. in, in regard to um, this Project <laughs> Veritas versus so anyway, right back on the course. No, so I mean, there there's a long list I think of legitimate criticisms that you could weigh, weigh towards James O'Keefe. However, I think Project Veritas did not do a good job making any of those arguments, uh, and I think there seems to be people on the board who got extremely arrogant because. Project Veritas literally is James O'Keefe, just like how Tim Cast literally is Tim Pool. I, right. I just don't understand what they were thinking because any way you view Project Veritas, James O'Keefe really is the face. Like he completely represents the organization, mm-hmm. and uh, I just think somebody is overstepping, got very arrogant, thought very highly of themselves. I'm sure James O'Keefe could be a tough boss. I've interviewed James before. He could be a little bit hard-headed. He could be a little bit heated at times. Some people question his journalistic methods. But that's not really, like, I think, a good this reason is, to force out. This is why, you know, one of the most important things we can do is is get rid of these labor laws. I mean, if, if a boss wants to flog his employees because they're not doing their jobs, well, James O'Keefe has that right. And yeah. Let's quit. I love working on Tim Gass. It's so fun. <laughs> it's great. The, the, the beatings will continue until morale approves. Right. Oh, uh, no, I think it's money. I think that um, some people pointed out one of the board members has like he, him or whatever in his profile yeah. or something. Yeah. He was like, fired, I guess, a few months ago and then brought back from what I was reading. And I don't know, red flag with a he, him in his bio. But that's weird. Right. But I, I, my view is I'm biased, and so I'm not saying I have any evidence to suggest this is true. I'm just saying in my personal opinion, based on having worked in nonprofits, they have, like, a ton of money, okay? Like, donors gave a lot of money to Veritas. You're not going to be able to touch it with James O'Keefe standing guard over it. Mm, like, yeah. as the ideological founder of the operation, he's going to spend that money on what he thinks, how it's got to be done. Of course, the board members will have a certain degree of say, but they're not going to increase salaries, they're not going to pay. Like, I don't, I don't know if the board members can take a salary, but you're not going to have discretionary spending of this with an ideological founder. You oust him. You find a way to get rid of him. 
all of a sudden you can then put whoever you want in charge who can control that, all that money. There's a big paycheck standing, you know, right, right there with James O'Keefe in the way. Yeah. I feel bad. That video they put out the other day with that guy, Joe, or whatever his name was. I feel bad for him, but I got to be honest, that dude should never have done that video. You saw it? Yeah, I saw it from, I, you guys showed it on last night's episode, right? Yeah, he shouldn't have done it. Because it looks like he's part of the ringleader thing, or the, the coup, the coup. It looks like he's part of it, even though I don't, I don't know if he is or not, to be honest. It's a coup, but. man. Do you think yeah. he, he would do it because he's like afraid if he thinks they really have the power to oust James Keefe? And I, I have no idea. The guy in the video? Yeah. I mean, if you thought your job was being frustrated, if you re- threatened, you really believed in your mission and you really thought the board was going to pull off whatever they're trying to pull off, would you feel obligated to do the things they asked? Um, I, my personal opinion is anyone who signed, any employee that signed that like letter of grievances and is at all siding with the board members that are trying the ringleaders trying to out James O'Keefe are scum of the earth I don't care that's if you're around James O'Keefe he might be a t- tough boss he's never been my boss but you know that his heart and soul is in this mission and if you're either dumb or there's malice to it that's how I feel what were the official complaints it was about him being an that aggressive he, boss uh, yeah he was a micromanager sure. that he was um, an egomaniac at times that he was a bully something about uh, sand and underpants Egomaniac yeah. is every CEO. Micromanaging happens at every company, too. So that's why those they, are just ridiculous things argument. to list first. It's not like there are legitimate reasons mm-hmm. or things that people could do to warrant getting kicked yeah. out of a company. But just the things that they listed sounded so ridiculous. The, yeah, they're saying his, his behavior is erratic and they were asking that the board intercede and basically take management away from him. Uh, and also internally, from what I understand, uh, they shared a message to their staff saying he's uh, James is just taking some well-deserved PTO. It's just so and then shady. later had to say, actually, yeah. he's he's been separated. Has O'Keefe right. come out and no. responded? Nothing yet. Which I, I, I think can. there's more to. The, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, look, he's probably got contracts, NDAs, etc. I reached out to him. He never got back to me. I don't blame him. They they put him on leave, and then what's he going to do? Be like, you know, violate little, a contract or something? It does yeah. surprise me that they put out a statement, but he's not allowed to put out a statement. That's normal. Is it normal? I mean, yeah. If a company has an NDA with you. They can enforce it against you, but they can say whatever they want. Yeah, I mean that's reality. Also, yeah. it seems to me not a bad idea to just keep everything close to the chest. I mean, it's James O'Keefe. Who knows what he's planning? What yeah. were they thinking that's, with this? That's what I think. Another thing, one of the grievances I found funny that people were complaining about was that he made employees take a lie detector test, and I was like, that makes me love James even more. Trust no one, which his these people that are trying to t- overthrow him have proven to him, and also he wants to make sure that he's actually having the most most truth truthful journalism coming out like don't trust anyone i love that he's second guessing everyone's like just take a lie detector test but that's like your worst criticism mm-hmm. of him he's trying to expose the truth in my opinion and these people are just looking for anything anything to just well, did, try to take him down you saw in the letter it said some of these people never witnessed or experienced any right. abuse mm-hmm. then right. why sign and, a letter and right. all of the that's why they're dumb or evil in my view the timing here is so insane too because the pfizer videos the like the different parts of them i saw one got over 15 million views so yeah. like this is a you know, they're still very influential. They're still very powerful. And like on the heels of that is when they choose um, to remove him or and, put him on paid maybe, leave. And maybe, I mean, this is being conspiratorial. This is just me speculating. I'm not even saying that I actually think this is what is happening, but it could be a possibility that someone like Pfizer, these big companies are paying out, paying these people, ringleaders to overthrow James O'Keefe because they realize that Project Veritas is nothing with James O'Keefe. So maybe, because I actually think that maybe they're money driven to try to overthrow him. But at the same time, the money's going to be cut off. Maybe they didn't predict that, but it seems like it would be cut off. But maybe there there's outside influences trying to, because you know people are trying to take down James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, let's talk about the next bit of uh, drama that's erupting across the internet. Check this out from TimCast.com. Sydney Watson sues Blaze TV over alleged abuse by Elijah Schaefer. Wow. This is so crazy. Okay, look. For those that aren't familiar, they had a show on Blaze called, uh, it was You Are Here, right? Yeah. You Are Here. Um, relatively short-lived. I think the Blaze deleted all of the content and changed the channel into prime time with Alex Stein. Is that what happened? Yes. Because that, that, That's what I saw. I just want to make sure I, I, I'm getting it right. Okay, that's a bad idea for, for any reason. Like, that's, that's, you know, people who subscribe to watch Elijah and Sydney aren't, they're going to unsubscribe like crazy, and then you've got a weird algorithmic thing. But, uh, but I understand why they do that. You don't want to just nuke a channel. But in this instance, we have more alt-media uh, conflict, infighting. This story, it says, uh, from TimCast.com, former Blaze TV personality and YouTuber Sidney Watson is suing the outlet for retaliation and wrongful termination, along with religious and sex discrimination for alleged abuse by fellow former Blaze personality Elijah Schaefer. That's crazy because I thought they were friends, but I know that she quit. I know the show fell apart. So I'll also add, I'm not sure that um, Elijah has put out a statement or anything. So what you're getting are accusations. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying Sydney's wrong. I'm just saying, we, I, don't, I don't know what the full picture is. They say Watson claims she signed with the Blaze TV because the company reportedly represented itself as an incubator of talent, citing previous success with past personalities, Dana Lash and Tommy Loren. Tommy Loren. The former personality also claimed the outlet's moral values played a role in her decision to sign with Blaze TV. Watson claimed Schaefer engaged in misogyny and acted in a grossly sexual nature and reportedly drank on set, though Blaze TV reportedly catered to the demands, tantrums, and misbehavior of Schaefer, according to the complaint citing Schaefer as the star and primary asset of the outlet. He appeared to enjoy the intimidation factor that his physical size gave him with respect to Miss Watson, reads Watson's complaint. The choice of guests compounded Miss Watson's growing discomfort with the anti-female tone of the show and off-air interactions. Watson cited the December 3rd appearance of controversial political commentator Nick Fuentes, claiming he was grossly misogynistic, and Schaefer appeared to condone the behavior. It was at this time, at about this time, the environment of the production began to become notably more hostile, not merely to Miss Watson, but to many of the women at the blaze. That was very interesting. Watson further cited a hostile interaction during a December 2021 episode in which guest Jack Murphy berated Watson regarding the content of a viewer's super chat. The former Blaze TV personality further accused her co-host of unilaterally booking guests with particularly contemptible and sexist opinions towards women. The complaint also claimed audience members were encouraged by Mr. Schaefer, Schaefer's conduct and attacked Miss Watson so often and so intensely that other guests noted it and were put off. The suit cites super chats containing grossly sexist and anti-Jewish sentiment, which Miss Watson claimed was cultivated by Schaefer. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I was I've been on the show a couple times. I was on with Alex one time, Alex Jones, yeah, Alex and Jones. Uh, and I was also on as a standalone guest. The one time that I was on as a standalone guest, uh, Elijah got significant. Like he got real drunk. Wow, he got drunk enough where I wasn't going out after the show to hang out. I went back to my hotel room. And, in in the studio, he got drunk. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the when I was on with Alex, he wasn't. I don't recall him being significantly drunk but I, but the one time that I was on you know it was awkward and weird um but you know he, he was nice but you could tell that he had been drinking so maybe and I didn't see him behave in a in in, in an inappropriate way when I was there um but I know how booze is I mean there's a reason I don't drink anymore the one so, thing I did hear was that Sydney would often read super chats that contained dog whistles or whatever people were saying and she wouldn't know 
she would they'd be like, hey, read the super chat, and she would read. It. I think that's one of the complaints she had that she'd get goaded into reading these these offensive and was there shtick that they read every single super chat? I I didn't I didn't watch the show. I think at first it was when it was still growing, but yeah, yeah, they would have super chats. There's like a new viral clip. It's not of Sydney Watson, but it's of basically these two girls and one girl's like happy birthday too, and it's like a word that says the n word, but they didn't realize until after. Mm. So they would do that to Sydney a lot, yeah. and I think with Sydney, her her failure on that was the second you show that it bothers you, people are going to keep going Mm -hmm. that's like as someone that's like a troll like i notice if i say something that bothers someone i keep yeah don't if someone tells me not to do something i do it so like that's just the way she handled it incorrectly and just i feel like elijah's audience just did not mesh with her i never thought that they were a good mixture in general because she's pretty feminist especially for the right in my view like she's sydney is yeah i mean yeah she probably would not like the stuff i post i mean i i kind of feel like I, I don't I don't look Elijah Schaefer hasn't come out and issued a statement on this, but Sydney seems to be a more level headed person when it comes to issues of feminism. She she calls out the BS. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of feel like if she's coming out and being like, hey, this is what happened. And that, granted, this is like I've not heard what she's said about it. Probably she won't because you don't speak when you're in a lawsuit. But I'm kind of like she's credible on this stuff. If she's coming out and saying, hey, these are things that were bad. Like I would, I'd take it seriously. I, I don't want to throw Elijah under the bus. I don't know. Yeah, I, but I don't see I don't see Sydney lying about something when she's level-headed about it. It's so hard to weigh in on this because we're obviously not there. We don't know. She seems great. She's talented. Uh, I was really grateful Elijah had me on after I went to the opening statements for January 6th and he had me on talk my article. Super professional. It was a good experience, but I am not in the room with either one of them every day, right? I don't know Sydney. I don't know Elijah all that well. And it is hard to see these things hashed out in a public forum. Not that they shouldn't be, but because people are so quick to weigh in on these things that you actually have very limited experience about. If she was treated badly, that's terrible. Uh, and I hope there is something to do, like something happens from it, but also like, I feel like I have to be really careful and say like, I, I don't well, know what's are, going are, on. Are we in a simulation, guys? Be honest with me. <laughs> is this a Truman show? Are you guys punking me or something? Because we had Crowder and the Daily Wire from December into January. We have Project Veritas and O'Keefe. Obviously, we, we got embroiled in some drama and that's why this is exactly what I'm like. This, this stuff freaks me out. Now you've got Blaze undergoing its own version. How is all of this happening at the same time? Because the uh, midterms haven't really kicked off, or the uh, the elections primaries. haven't, yeah, primaries haven't kicked off yet. That's why. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know drama happens all the time, but to this degree, at, at each, this level, and it's coordinated. each independent outlet, kind of like one by one by one, it's deadening. coordinated, like you said, Tim. But I was joking. I but this is exactly why I was like, you I don't, don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. Look, like I'll, I'll eat crow. I'll do whatever. I'm scared that this stuff is just bad for what may be like the last bastion of hope in a chaotic world. It's not just about wokeness. It's not just about Democrats or whatever. It's about the fires of chaos and the struggle of order to maintain. It's like, it feels like we're the last city with our walls fortifying us. And every day the fires and the, and the zombies are trying to break in and we're trying to reclaim you know, this territory. If we're fighting inside over politics, it's just, oof. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, I've been very friendly with Elijah in the past, and I've been friendly with Sydney in the past, too. Um, I think the most troublesome part of this is that, unfortunately, this isn't Elijah's only trouble that happened at The Blaze. I think he got fired for inappropriate behavior towards another coworker in the past. And I think the a bigger trend here, not just with Elijah, but with a lot of influencers, is failing to live up to the values that they perpetuate or claim to perpetuate. So if you're claiming that you're a family man and, you know, 
you believe that males should protect females and, you know, that sort of ideology. And then you don't exhibit any of those characteristics on the show and you're married and behave in a different way, you know, at your company, then uh, I think a bigger issue here is, again, people failing to live up to their values or, or the values that they claim. And you guys could read in between the lines here because I'm not giving a lot of details, but... I think this isn't an only an issue with Elijah. Many people fail to live up to the values they espouse. Um, and I just kind of wanted to get that out there because that is, you know, yeah. That's, that's, why, that's why, like, even though, like, this is a, a, a fairly conservative uh, orbit uh, show, with a lot of con social conservatives and stuff like that, that's why I'm very open and clear that I am a total degenerate. Like, I don't want people thinking that I'm going to say, oh, hey, you know, or that I'm going to be saying that I'm some kind of social conservative or that, you know, uh, you know, someone would be like, oh, Phil, this girl that Phil hooked up with, blah, 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 or whatever. Like, the, the, there is no there is no airs of, of putting on like, oh, I'm some kind of You're not saying you're a trad man while you're married. Yeah, not and then at saying all. you don't drink and then drink and yeah. then, you know, you, know. you have a wife and then behave in ways that people with wives yeah. shouldn't behave. So yes. like, you're not putting on a persona that's not true. It's, it's, Aren't you a rock star? You're, you know. Exactly, so you know, I mean. You know, that's, you doing things is different than people who claim to be. Too many LARPers. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, but the thing Sadly. is, they're, well, yeah, but they're just like, like you said, it's too many people that aren't, aren't living up to the values that they espouse. Like, there's very, very rarely is anyone going to be able to say, oh, Phil, you're supporting this big government idea, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You know, I'm fairly consistent with my political ideology. Yeah. But when it comes to, you know, when it comes to social conservative things, I'm not a social yeah. conservative. So, And this is you, oftentimes, too, people will gatekeep others and say, you're not enough of this. You're not mm -hmm. doing enough yeah. of this. When in reality, if they looked in the mirror, they aren't actually exemplifying any of the qualities that they perpetuate. Right. So. Do you think any I, I of the issue... Say, sorry. Just real quick. Um, obviously we know a lot of people involved in this. Yeah. So I, I, until I get uh, confirmation that I'm allowed to share, I've got people right now blowing up my phone over this stuff. Uh, I'll just say right now, what I'm hearing from multiple people is disputed. Like the, 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 the conflict between the two is sure. disputed. Basically, like I'll, I'll leave it at that because I need, I need to, after the show, talk to them and say, hey, can we get this on record and stuff like that. But uh, but this wasn't the reason Elijah was originally fired from the Blazes, I understand. Um, it was what, another was situation, um, an incident with him and Sarah Gonzalez. Oh, that's right. Person who did work at the Blaze. So that that's why I mentioned that other thing, and that it's part of a more grand people perpetuating um, positions of themselves that isn't aren't necessarily I'm, true. I'm friendly with Sid as well. Like I don't I don't want to like I, I personally I like we have a a, a, a rapport and uh, I. She's not the kind of person that makes stuff up. So from my perspective, you know. Well, I think clearly people have a hunger for this political drama. So I think what we should do is have a Jersey Shore style political reality TV show house. So that way we can get our drama fix. <laughs> and every every one of the um, alternative media companies has to send one person. We yes. <laughs> there's our drama. But we'll then everyone send else. Ian because yeah. I think that's our best bet. Ian will yeah. be desperately trying to make everyone get along. But yeah, naively. Viral. Like not understanding the political conflict, like we'll get leftists and right wingers. He'll be like, "Guys, you 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 got to work together on this," and they'll be like, "He's a fascist. She's a commie." This is a great idea, right? This, this is, is the game idea. show, right? At the, it's a missing at, piece. At the very least, it'd be a hilarious sitcom. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay, viral, great. so viral. I'm like rewatching Jersey Shore right now, and they filmed that when it was okay to be not woke, and they're super offensive. And I'm just thinking, wow, imagine we just put like a bunch of the biggest political influencers all in one house and f record it. 
Amazing. Aren't they doing a reunion? Jersey Shore. Oh, they've awesome. been doing it. I'm they've watching it. They do like so a family awesome. vacation in the right wing. The right wing. They, they can never stop. Do you think that some of these issues come up, especially in social conservative circles, because people misunderstand what being traditional means, what being traditionally masculine means, what what being feminine means? Do you think that there's any any times a misinterpretation of what those values are that gets people into trouble? I think there might be a misinterpretation of what is traditionally masculine mm-hmm. and what is a positive masculine. Uh, what is positive masculine behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is because of the way that masculine men have been portrayed for the past 30 years or so. I don't think that it's a misunderstanding of what like traditional is. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just dudes be horny. Like, yeah. and, and, and like booze lowers inhibitions and all the things that all of the vices that are, you know, vices that lead people astray from, you sure. know, whatever kind of puritanical ideas they have. You know, I think that that's a very normal thing that happens not something that we should you know that you should be happy about but it's something that's very normal and i I don't i don't think scandal is new scan you know scandal and and that kind of behavior goes as far back as there's been human beings yeah i it it makes me think of i've known some people who describe themselves as alpha males who you see them conduct themselves and what they're what they think seem to believe is uh being a strong man is actually being very domineering mm. and being sort of it's it's like this misinterpretation you don't know if because maybe they've been fed this one narrative so long there's yeah. an overcompensation or if they actually don't or if they can't kind of evaluate how they are conducting themselves you know so like someone like Andrew Tate is definitely not like he's definitely a masculine dude mm-hmm. But I don't think that he's the kind of dude that you should emulate if you are if you are looking to have a traditional life, you know, mm-hmm. if, if that's your deal. You know, I don't think that Andrew Tate's the guy you should try to be at all, you know. I feel um, like we're living in a golden age of being a fraud because it's easier to lie about your resume more than ever. It goes beyond people that we're talking about now. It, like Liver King guy was, you know, was selling people a bill of goods that was completely Anybody wrong. Anybody that believes George- that Liver King wasn't doing steroids, I have a bridge in Brooklyn <gasps> that is up for sale. Give DM me. Yeah. My DMs are open. I will sell you yeah. that bridge. But, but sadly, I, I, a lot of young men believe him. But I, I've got a, yeah. I got a, I don't know enough about Andrew Tate, but, um, I feel like there is a matrix attack against him to smear him. I'm actually only half kidding when I say that because I've the clips I've seen of him, not the ones that people s- spread around to smear him. That may be bad. He may have said those bad things, but I've heard good things from him. Yeah, I've, I've heard things that are and, and, and the response I hear from people is like, oh, well, you know, actually, when Eliza Blue was on, she was like, he's not saying anything new or unique that no one yeah. else has. I'm like, yeah, but he's like a championship kickboxer yeah. who's coming out and telling guys to work hard, be successful, stop, don't give up, start working out, eat right. And I'm like, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The fact that a guy can generate a, a massive following and make a ton of money because he's convinced a bunch of a bunch of young men to start doing push-ups and exercise is good. As for the other stuff, I can only say we talked about on this show, two of the women that they claim were victims came out and said they weren't, and the judge ruled they were. It's like, if you can't have witnesses come out and actually defend you because a court says you're not allowed to. So look, I'll put it this way. They've not charged the Tates with a crime. They but haven't charged them yet? They're not charged with any crime. Oh. They're, they're being, in custody? Hanging out in yep. custody. They arrested them with no charges. And I'm like, so everyone's saying like, is this a matrix attack against the Tate brothers? And we're like, well, I don't know. I've seen these videos. And then it's like, oh, by the way, they never actually charged them. They just locked them up. Because that's what they do in Romania, I guess. And then it's like, oh, okay, now I've got questions about this. Then when the witnesses came out and said they weren't victims, and then the judge said, nah, you're brainwashed. And people went, well, sometimes people are brainwashed. I'm like, I don't care. A woman has agency. If she says, I am fine with this, there's no victim. Yeah. But they still lock the guy up. So I'm not trying to come out with the full throat defense of Andrew Tate because I don't know a lot of what he said. All I know is 
that doesn't make sense. And all I know is the messages that I've heard, he had one where he said, rocket ship to the moon doesn't stop halfway to take a break. It keeps going and it keeps working. And I'm like, I mean, I like that. Yeah. I don't know about the rest of it. I don't follow the guy. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that you to, to be a champion fighter, you do have to have a work ethic that that is is at least a step or two beyond the average person. Yeah, and he came you know? from nothing because I yeah. used to watch a lot of clips of him in interviews because I I like the most offensive, annoying people on the internet. So naturally, I gravitated towards him. Shocking, I know. So I wanted shocking. to like him. Like when I first, like the first time that I ever saw him was the Star Wars. Keep your, your keep I don't your even movies. know what that is. There's this this thing. He's like, I never saw Star Wars. I'm a millionaire. If you Same. Like I've Star never Wars, seen you know? Star Wars either. <laughs> Which but, that was the first time I saw him. I was like, you know, okay, I get it. it. It got attention and stuff, and and I wanted to be like, all right, this guy is, you know, he seems kind of over over the top but maybe he's you know well, now maybe. I like him more because I've never seen Star Wars either but my point is is he actually did come from nothing he's talked about how whenever it was him and his, or his brother's birthday they would go to KFC because they're that poor they would go to KFC and go pick up the chicken that are in leftover buckets that were on the tables and mm-hmm. now every time for their birthdays even though they're rich now even though they're locked up right now but when they're rich they still go, go to, to KFC because it's like right. nostalgic so yeah. he came from nothing I know his father was like a really world class chess, chess player, player yeah. Yeah. and he could never beat his dad but the one thing he could do is fight so I I think it's a really cool story. I like rags to riches stories all the time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I've become so cynical with all these influencers, and it seems like everybody's a fraud now. I'm not saying he is, but it also feel like he came out of nowhere. It almost seemed like, it felt like he was being pushed, if you will. I don't have any, this is reckless speculation right now, but it did feel as though he kept getting shoved in your face and not being super controversial. And then he converted to Islam. Well, he was, was he was on a TV show in the UK first. He oh, was yeah. like Big, Big brother. brother or something like that. So he had, he had a little bit of a... a a base to, to start from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that like, was after sports, right? He did the after, sports, yeah, retired, right. did big yeah. brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he had some kind of, you know, base to start with, but, and again, like I said, I wanted to like him or I want, I want, I hope that it's, you know, I hope that he didn't actually do anything wrong and that he's, you know, that he's, he was legit, but, uh, I don't know that I believe it yeah. either. I don't know that I, I have you know, see, seen enough evidence either way to, to have a, a strong opinion. The videos and clips that I've seen are meaningless to me upon finding out they've not charged him with any crimes. That's that. I didn't know that either. So I've, I've, I've had enough fake com- videos put out about me. I've been complaining about it nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, like, show mm-hmm. me the charges, show me the investigation. Yeah. The media puts out all this stuff. They attack the guy. Yep. And I think it's funny that he calls it a matrix attack and then people laugh at the idea because it's like, what are you talking about, matrix attack? And then it's like, oh, by the way, they extend, someone super chatted, they extended his, his, his lock, the, the lockup right. yeah. despite no mm-hmm. criminal charges. Right. Apparently that's how Romania operates. Yeah. They arrest you and then investigate. Well, that kind of reminds me of when O'Keefe, back to O'Keefe, was arrested in his apartment in New York City or New York one time and he, he I remember him telling me that they there was no charges they didn't charge him with anything but they took his phone so they stole his private property and didn't give it back to him without a charge mm-hmm. I mean I mean this is happening in America too the government sucks like TPUSA says big government's better what is it big government sucks big, big government, government sucks, sucks sorry it's been a long time and socialism been, sucks socialism too. sucks Both like do. like I like, like, like fact our, check true like our vice president 
who sucks the most. But but if if you're talking about government sucking, let's um let's literalize it. It sucks money from your pocket, and the bigger mm-hmm. it is, the more it sucks. Yeah. So it definitely sucks. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't know. We got into the subject of uh, of Andrew Tate. I think outside of him and all this stuff is going on, there's a reason why people like him become so big. Mm-hmm. Yo, there are a bunch of men who are growing up. They feel masculinity within them. Yep. And these are normal things that are good. Yep. We're not talking about whatever the toxic masculinity is supposed to be. It's a guy being like, I want to you know, go to the gym and I want to work out. And they're constantly being told it's wrong. I think for a lot of young men who are, I shouldn't just say young men, a lot of men that are overweight or uh, out of shape and eating bad, they want to be encouraged to feel good. They want a strong leader to encourage them and, and you know, be that father figure or that, that commander. So you're seeing people, it's funny, get Jordan Peterson, right? Jordan Peterson's no fighter. I mean, politically, he's a fighter. I mean, that, that whole C-16 bill in Canada, that yeah. dude went to war over this. But he's also kind of a frail intellectual. Not, not trying try to be mean. You're he's expecting a, him in a kickboxing ring. No, he's a skinny guy who says, clean your room, gosh darn it. And then Andrew Tate is this super ripped kickboxer who's saying, clean your room, dude, and like yelling at you. Mm-hmm. We Like dudes are yearning for someone to just tell them it's okay to be yourself. Yeah. To, exactly. That is, I think that you are dead on with that. The the I think that the fact that there has been such an influence um, by the left and feminism is a left-leaning ideology, I think. Um, for since the '90s, it's been Al Bundy is the is the the father and everything. Every it's it's some kind of half moron that's lucky to be in a marriage with the smart wife that saves him from his own stupidity all the time. And it's either that or. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and even even like the 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 Rock was is the kind of the guy, uh, but even he's not Red Foreman in that seventy show. People loved him as a yeah, dad. He absolutely. just yells at his kids all the time. Yeah, and it's it's because it's mas- masculine, like positive masculine role models have been almost entirely removed from society. I mean, look at Sam Smith. The the pictures that he just put out today, he looked like a ham. He literally looked like he's, a ham. And, th- and this is what they put on stage. This is what they celebrate. And look, my, I'm, I'm fairly libertarian. I, Sam, do your thing, bro. I, I got no issues. He, he's in bondage gear or whatever. That's his thing. But this is what they're encouraging. And what I think we're seeing now is you've got young men. You, you, this, let's go back in time. Remember how they were talking about putting kids on AD, uh, ADHD medication, yeah. Adderall, Ritalin? And then you see like these tr- the, the trope of the kid like fidgeting in class and they're like, stop, stop fidgeting. It's because these young, young young boys, mostly young boys, have energy and they want to use it. And they want to run. They want to jump. They want to exercise. They want to. That's what they do. And what they were doing is they were effectively feminizing because young women that sit still and are not as fidgety and you know crazy and aggressive. So they're effect. They're, they're sort of trying to train out this natural energy, which is a good thing. You know, guys grow into it. They focus it and they utilize that for. You know, lifting steel beams and doing construction mm-hmm. or playing sports or whatever, but they're trying. We're tr- they're trying to lock these kids up, and they said, "Oh, th- these kids don't want to stop fidgeting. Give them drugs." Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are trying to break out of this cage, and for some reason, there is a strong effort to promote the idea that they should be in the cage. Institutions find it easier to manipulate submissive people, right? I'm not saying women are just 
naturally all submissive. They or should be. Else. But submission is a female trait, and yeah. it works really well in a strong partnership, right? Yeah. I mean, Repeal that's... The 19th? Yeah, no, seriously, seriously. <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened to this country. Don't even get me started. That's so true. Uh, but <laughs> I think... That wasn't me saying it. That was Isabella. <laughs> but I think... Both of them! <laughs> they no. both did. Yeah. Like, I think women should be able to vote. For all the record, you guys should be able to vote. All You're the, such a rhino. You guys. All the men are like women. You can vote, and the women in the room are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, Don't you see what, I said this once in the show. I'll keep the right to vote as long as you guys keep putting out Fast and the Furious movies. Yes. But other than that, that's <laughs> that's where I question your judgment. But no, I think that women, uh, the word submission has been made to seem evil. And at times being sub- submitting to a big government, to authority can be bad. But for women, it's more about a role in partnership. And I think that for public schools, let's say with boys, you know, if you if you give a young girl a direction, go to your desk and sit down and be quiet, maybe she'll do it because maybe that's her energy and that's what comes with being female. And if a little boy is like, but I wanna do that thing over there, whatever, like it's not a bad thing. They're just different, right? But it becomes easier to, which kid do you want in your class then if you're the teacher? The one who's gonna listen to your rules. You're not willing to change your structure to the needs of the students. You want them to conform to what you need. They of course, do. that's what school is though, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, though, with like people like Sam Smith, and that's the idea they're pushing forward, or the Gillette commercial where it's like toxic masculinity. Yeah. And that commercial was like a guy saw a woman, he wanted to talk to her, and then another guy's like, don't, don't do it, bro. Yeah. Like, the guy goes, ooh, and he sees the girl walk by. It's like, what, how, are we, how are you supposed to meet women? Just don't. <laughs> like, you don't that's, need, just, that's the message given to, to right. young guys. Like, I mean, young dudes that are like not like the top 10% of dudes or whatever, they got it rough. They well, got it real rough. Have you seen these? There's there are these old interviews with incels. Yeah. It's like a normal looking guy, mm-hmm. but he's convinced something's wrong with him, or he's ugly because he's not a chat or whatever. And it's just like, bro, you just need to go out. But when the TV says your whole life guys shouldn't talk to women, when they do that video, ten hours of walking through New York as a yeah. woman, <laughs> and they're complaining that someone said morning. Mm-hmm. It's like a guy, and he's like, how do you how do you do? And they're like. Oh. Well, I never. Or the or the TikTok videos where guys try to go up and help. Uh, you know, the, the we were talking about it the other night. The the gym TikTok videos, yep. or uh, you know, the, I, there was a Media Matters girl was catfishing dudes on Swipe Right. These people would you never know? last on the Truman Show. Basic and friendliness is bad. Is about, yeah. What, what do you think of the way we're molding modern day masculinity and femininity? <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. I mean, they're trying to make men women and women men because then they're going to be naturally unhappy because they're walking outside of their role and then they're going to be way more easily dominated and submit to the government. That's what they want. They want to dismantle the American family. They want to dismantle masculinity and women want to become men. Like I was just on a Jubilee middle ground, middle ground panel as an anti-feminist. And I mean, literally, they the feminists are so brainwashed against men that one of the girls, the one of the feminists, I was saying, well, what about strong men that protect you from bad men? Because if you're a girl walking home alone, wouldn't you rather have a good man with you to protect you? And, she, and this girl goes, well... What about now the good man gets to just get praised because he's good, but who is he being compared to? Bad men. So it's like now they're getting mad at good men protecting you. It's hard for me even to articulate because it literally makes zero sense. Or you could have a gun. Or you could have a gun, which they want to get rid of too. I know. That's the craziest thing. Or you have both, right? You have a strong good man and a gun. Like, right. Let's not limit these things. And then you, you, you defend yourselves from criminals and it's like a family thing. Like you're protecting each other. You know, yeah. crazy. Don't the family good? unit might be good for well, protection. Think, think, think about it this way: you got a big, strong man and his wife. They're both armed, and then a criminal appears. The guy says, "I don't want to use lethal force," but struggles to stop the guy. And the woman says, "I can now protect you too." Mm-hmm. I think everybody should have guns. 
I that's just me. Men or women are supposed to be in partnership and they have traits to balance each other. I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm married, recently married within the last year. And tough. Thank you. Thank you. And I used to, I've always been anti feminist, never been on the left or a feminist, but I used to pretty much live kind of like, I just want to do my career and I just want to, I don't want to ever, ever have kids. I don't really want to get married. I'm very, um, I was going to say isolationist. I'm very introverted. I like to be by myself. But I've never been happier than I've been now actually being a wife and like cooking my husband dinner and just he comes first and serving that and like now I do want kids and I'm it's it's great and I've never would have thought I wanted that and I've never been happier before in my life and that message needs to be told to more girls. We are going to jump to uh, this next segment. Okay. This just happened. Breaking news. Uh, the U.S. just launched an ICBM into the Pacific Ocean. So Sick. It's unarmed. Don't worry. U.S. launches unarmed ICBM into Pacific Ocean and Ch- amid China-North Korea tensions. For those that aren't familiar, it means intercontinental ballistic missile. Typically what we use to, put, uh, to, to transport nuclear warheads to place them very quickly onto a city in order to make that city not a city anymore. So we were just talking the other day about the doomsday clock. And we were memeing on it, I think. I think that was it. it kind of earned it. Fifteen seconds to midnight. But or now whatever. you know we're we're launching ICBMs as a show of force because that's clearly what it was. So this was because. I guess yesterday, yesterday night. In the, it, so it's like eleven p.m. Pacific time. Sorry, go, keep going. No, well, I, I, I apparently it's not today, but even still, it's it's still saber rattling, and you've got you know the U.S. sending military aid and and stuff to Russia, and we've got this this at least escalation of tensions with China, even if it's just uh, marginally. You Japan know. gets super nervous when North Korea launches missiles. I don't blame coast. them. You know what I mean? I mean, there's the, a reason people do these things. The it's North, not just coincidental. The North Koreans do not like the Japanese, you know, um, so I don't blame them. I, you know, and, and I don't I don't understand why people are so cavalier about the behavior of the administration, it seems clear to me that we should be trying to de-escalate, and yet the current administration is is completely comfortable doing everything it can. Go ahead, John Bolton. Let me ask. Later. What is, I was going to say, what is, what is, John Bolton's representative? Let's be specific. What does de-escalation actually look like? Doing what? The United States should not be giving uh, money or uh, aid to Ukraine, in my opinion. Um, let's I focus agree. on Taiwan because this is um, a little bit China centric here. Okay. Do you think um, arming China, uh, arming Taiwan with more arms, makes it more or less likely that China will invade Taiwan or attempt an invasion of Taiwan? I think that there is going to be an invasion of Taiwan regardless of what happens, and I think the United States is not in a position to defend Taiwan because mm-hmm. of the nuclear missiles that China has and proximity. The Strait of Taiwan means that if China lands in Taiwan, they can supply the occupying army by fl- by just owning the strait. Your answer United- was either way, though. The What would make it such that China is more or less likely to invade if Taiwan is more or less armed? I, like- th- I don't... Th- I don't know that there is one that will make it more or less. I don't know that I have an opinion. I think on it because Xi Jinping, I believe that there is yeah. going to be an invasion eventually. I think Xi Jinping made a calculation. I think Mao Zedong has said this in the past too. They will invade Taiwan when they think they will be able to successfully invade and incorporate Taiwan. So as long as Taiwan is strong enough to um, repel that invasion, China will not invade. I think so that, that's but, why but, us arming. Taiwan and making alliances with South Korea, with India, with Australia, with Japan, with the Philippines, um, with Vietnam even, is what's helping um, deter China from invading. I, I agree. But I also think that China, 
uh, is 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 too massive and has too many resources that it can centralize just outside of Taiwan. That no, Taiwan o- can only have so much military power. China can amass substantially more, and then eventually there's nothing we can do to stop them. I mean that that's what it comes to. It's the timing of when China thinks they could successfully invade. I don't think they think they could su- successfully invade now. I don't think that China and when they did think so is when they would invade, which is why we could never allow them to get to that point. I don't think that that China is going to be in a <laughs> John okay, Bolton. Bolton. John Bolton. I don't think that China is is waiting on a a, a, a military situation in Taiwan that is beneficial to them. I think that they are more waiting on a situation at home here in the U.S. where the U.S. is not in a position to defend Taiwan. Well, these the things overlap, that, though. But what would that we, be? What would that be? What position would we be in the U.S.? Well, if we if we get into any kind of active conflict with Russia, we're not going to be able to, mm-hmm. to deal with, with or China. Or if our back, citizens don't trust our government. But China's backstopping Russia at this point, too. So you World know. War Three. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, also like Iran, we're having our ally in Israel bomb different drone facilities in Iran, which is supplying supplying drones to um, Ukraine, uh, Russia to attack Ukraine. So we are getting in this tense powder keg. The allies clearly are lined up. But again, you know, the threshold for what would allow these conflicts to happen is whether or not our allies are strong enough to repel these attacks. And our our enemies know this. So if Ukraine was strong enough, if Russia thought that Ukraine, Ukraine would be strong enough not, to repel them back, then they wouldn't have invaded to begin with. Ukraine this is a miscalculation is a, on Putin's part. Ukraine is not our ally. We're not in we're not in any kind of in uh, uh, any kind of uh, treaty with them. Yes, we are, though. Have you, I think it's the Budapest memorandum when we made them agree to relinquish their nukes and we said they would we would protect them from Pretty invasion. Clear as we walked result. away from that with Crimea. Um, so. you, I mean, is we should have doubled down when uh, Russia initially tried to take Crimea. But again, that was filled with like obscurities about how it was little green men and it wasn't actually supposed to be Russia. But I agree with you. We should have done something when it's Crimea. And now when they did a, an actual invasion where it's not little green men, where it's actually Russia, you know, I'm glad that we're letting Ukraine defend itself. And I'll let you know something. If Russia didn't think they'd be able to successfully invade Ukraine, they, they wouldn't. And part of uh, we could help contribute to that factor. So That's why that when equation. Trump was president. Putin did not try because yeah. Trump was Trump's crazy. Yeah, and, he's, and he's, Trump was double, doubling down on our allies in the Pacific. He got um, Japan to like I forgot what the exact percent was, but highly increased the amount that they're contributing yeah. to our American bases. We're doubling down. We have a bunch of partnerships. I don't know the acronyms, but with Australia, India, South Korea, the Philippines, all the homies in the Pacific. We will not back down to the communists in China and um, Trump. Was great foreign policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there were there were issues with it, of course. We can criticize everybody if we if we want to find reasons to criticize. And there are things I think we can. But come on, man. Not only that, you're right. But he was talking with North Korea, and I want to make sure everybody hears this. I've said it 50 billion times. When Trump crossed into North Korea from the DMZ, he had no security. Yeah. He walked into what is ostensibly enemy territory in a in a show of trust and good faith to bring peace. They walked up smiled and shook hands and walked back. Trump was alone with enemy troops around him. He put his life on the line, but he was smart. He knew they're not going to do anything. It's like, you want the U.S. to come and wipe you off the start of war? So he knew he could make this effort, but I, I have tremendous respect for that. That was a powerful moment. And it's crazy to me that this is what scares me about the future. The people who are willing to vote for Joe Biden without knowing anything about what's going on. And then immediately what happens? Russia starts amassing troops on the border. We get war. And, I, and, and, and he's just dumping money into it, dumping money into it. Look, before he was, uh, before Trump got elected, you had escalating conflict. 
with Ukraine and Russia, particularly because of U.S. Western involvement in Ukraine and Russia and the tensions. And there was conflict emerging. And then Trump gets elected and it kind of stops. And then Biden gets elected back. There we go again. And some people have said on the left, liberals, well, it's because Trump was doing Putin's bidding. And it's like, oh, yes, he was he was de-escalating U.S. influence operations in this territory, resulting in a de-escalation of war and conflict and kind of stabilizing things. He was wiping out ISIS and kind of stabilizing areas in the Middle East. He was bringing about the Abraham Accords. What is wrong with people? Like, they're just so tribal that they would vote for someone like Joe Biden, whose record's been, been apocalyptic, going back to his Obama years. Just completely. Orange man bad. They're just totally exactly. ignorant, though. Trump they, had an yeah. amazing foreign policy in part to his, I think it was national security advisor or policy advisor. <laughs> John Bolton. John Bolton's who I'm talking about. I'm just teasing. I, I will. I will say Trump made a really good point. He said uh, someone told me this. I, I don't know if he said this, but someone said Trump said it. So correct me if I'm wrong. But when he would go to negotiate, and then this, these people would walk in and shake Trump's hand, and then Bolton would pop up behind him. They go, ah! <laughs> like all of a sudden, you know, Trump's like, I want you to meet my friend, the guy who's just begging me to blow up your country. It's like, what? What do you? Whatever you need. <laughs> like they know he's he's serious. So the mustache is very intimidating, guys. I mean. <laughs> I can I can I can say there's a net positive to, to 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 Bolton's personality when he said this time next year we'll be celebrating in Tehran. I was like, that's that's insane. That's crazy. But maybe talking crazy freaks people out and makes people back off. I you know, I don't like the guys. I actually believe legitimately he would bring us to that war, so I'm not interested. But I can at least say the rhetoric does have the purpose of not having the war happen and making people back off. John Bolton has never seen a bomb that he does not want to drop on someone. Hasn't That's seen a terrorist back. he hasn't want to blown up. Uh, shout out to Kasim Soleimani in pieces. Um. Yeah. When do you expect uh, hashtag uh, Bolton Bros to trend on Twitter? Tonight, it would only tomorrow? it would only be because of this mustache on this show. So if not right now, probably never. I think, he's a, a I think too? he has a failing. Um, um, Serge might have inspired me originally. I think he His came up with the hashtag. campaign now, so we'll, we'll see where John Bolton goes. This is partly tongue-in-cheek. I've just been rocking the every, mustache. Every man here has <laughs> a, a mustache. Can't walk it back now. No, but you have the wow, beard. Wow, what does that tell Phil, us about Bolton? get everything down. We'll do Bolton, a Bolton bro show. <laughs> uh, hold on. Like, you've shaved to have a mustache. Serge, I think you've also selectively shaven your face. I can only grow a mustache, let's be real. I just don't do anything. I just ignore it until it gets unkempt, and then I trim it down with buzzers. I shave my neck. I mean, I can't grow a beard for real. I got whatever to, weird Korean thing going on. I have to on. shave my beard a lot every day. It's, it just grows in real thick. It's really sad. Shh, don't tell them the secrets. I know. Well, Feminists would say it's empowering to have a beard. I think they call the they mustache. They would lie to you, too. It lip. doesn't matter. The female right. mustache is the lip, as I understand. That's what they call it. A is lip? the lip? No, like when they say shave my lip, they're talking about their mustache. Mm. Oh, right, right. Right. So women it's can be Bolton bros, too, is what yeah. you're saying. You are so feminist. I identify as a Bolton bro. You guys would grow nice Bolton bro stashes. Oh, I, I know think I that's an insult. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> well, you know, people want to shave. They got to shave. You got to keep your beards. You got to grow your beards. Yeah. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It must be weird. I remember when I was little, uh, my mom told me that uh, guys don't like beards. Like, they, they, like, beards look good or whatever, but shaving sucks. Like, that's what guys tend to say. And I'm like, man, I can't imagine what it would be like to not have a beard. Like, I don't have, like, a crazy beard, but facial hair? Never I've having only, to shave or... I've only, like, started rocking the full beard in the past, like, six months. I think I, I 
last night, like November is when I like stopped shaving and no shave November. Yeah. Like, and so now it's like, and the reason I never had a mustache is I always thought it came in like spotty and crappy. And then apparently it's just like, Phil, we'll welcome you to the Bolton bro squad. I mean, don't worry, whatever mustache you could achieve. It's a legitimate mustache. But, but the beard is there, obscuring your fandom for John Bolton. I, I, I have no fandom for John Bolton. Easy, Are you sure? With those kind of, you do have a mustache. Easy, easy with that. We're going to go to Super Chats, so if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com. Go to TimCast.com, click the Join Us button. Your support there is the uh, best way to support us. I'll, I'll put it this way. Ad rates are expected to drop. Everybody's kind of freaking out over it. And when we launched TimCast.com, many of you signed up. We stopped having to worry about sponsors. And I think that's way better. So you'll notice we rarely ever shut anybody out. We have a handful of sponsors we do every month. But for the most part, we don't because we, we don't have to. It, you know, I've got, I get a lot of people coming and saying, hey, we'll, we'll give you more money for this, that, or otherwise. And it, it, I'm just like, look, man, we do a show. We go with the flow. We talk. We, we, we talk about different news stories. And we don't got to pause to like you know, in the middle of a conversation about war and be like, yeah, you know how crazy it is? And by the way, I prefer Goldman's, you know, toothbrush. Well, we don't do that stuff. And I don't have to because you guys support us at TimCast.com. But I, I really do think you guys will enjoy yesterday's members only where we hacked chat GPT AI and had it be Biden, Trump. The Trump was hilarious. We had it be Trump. We told, we said, create a personality that answers questions in the style of Donald Trump. It did it. It was remarkably good doing <laughs> Donald so Trump. so good. The, the, the verbose answer Verbose answers about how, like, we'd be like, you know, how's the economy? And it would be like, I have the best economy. Everyone agrees. The numbers are fantastic. And it would just go off. And then with Biden, the funny thing is, it tries to stop you from making an infinite loop. It's like, that would create an infinite loop and I can't do it. But with Biden, it did. Because mm -hmm. it would just trail off into like, look, we got to fix the economy. And, uh, you know, uh, uh. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, say the Declaration of Independence like Joe Biden would. Uh, it, you know it, the thing. It would just start saying, uh, 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 like it would just stop being able to communicate. It was hilarious. So definitely check that out. And also say this too, as we about to, about to read these uh, super chats. Um, we switch for those that are just tuning in. We switched the chat from subscriber with slow mode to members only. So let me break this down real quick so you understand. I did not. I, I don't like the idea of members only in that it's five bucks a month to be able to chat because I don't want to charge money to be able to chat. The problem is, as someone pointed out to me, and we've had a lot of people bring this up, the chat moves so quickly that even with subscriber mode and slow mode, people couldn't actually talk to each other. And so all that would happen is someone would make a comment, but then it was gone in two seconds. So that along with spam, like actual spam, actual like click here for the hottest singles and stuff like that, or just like, you know, people posting the same message over and over again, we, we decided to try members only chat to see if, you know, it would work better. And I know a lot of people are saying it sucks that people who can't afford it can't chat, but I just feel like we couldn't see what they were saying anyway, and people couldn't converse with them because it was too wild and crazy. Yeah, it looks better. So, and, I'm, and we're getting a lot of people who are, who are uh, very happy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Someone told me that the member chat isn't about charging money. It's about creating a barrier to keep the, the, the chat operating as a chat. Exactly. Otherwise, it was like, just don't have one. Because I don't think I don't think anyone else's Crowder doesn't have a chat. A lot of other shows don't do it, and I don't want no. to do that. All right, let's read some more. Let's read some super chats. We got DC who says, "Tim, did you ever end up finishing SG One? Do you remember Jack's fishing hole and secret he told Teal? Maybe it's time to take the camper you keep speaking about for a couple of weeks and go for a hard reset. 
Uh, well, a lot of people keep saying like, Tim, you need a vacation. I'm like, yo, I had two vacations a month. I had a week vacation in November. I had a week vacation in December. And then we we, we went to Savannah. We went to New York. Like I, I crazy last week of December, Phoenix hanging out. That That's not the issue. But um, you may be referring to the tweet that I put out where I said, um, I tweeted a poll. Should I shut down Timcast and retire? And I will have a, a, an announcement to make. <laughs> Very soon. So, uh, but let's read some more. Shredkowski says, the mind adapts and converts to its own purposes, the obstacle to our acting. What stands in the way becomes the way. Meditations 520. Keep fighting, man. That's really good. All right. I'm a big Marcus Aurelius fan, so. Shonda says, why can't I chat when I'm already a longtime subscriber to TCAST? Am I supposed to have two paid subs to participate in the chat? Please fix this. So some have asked, what about, you know, I got a membership at TimCast.com. That's 10 bucks. And then YouTube, it's five bucks if you want to chat. And I'm just like, man, I don't know. YouTube takes, I think, $1.50 from your membership if you are chatting. But seriously, the issue was the chat, we had it on slow mode. First, we had it on five-second slow mode where you could only post a message once every five seconds. But the problem with a five-second interval is that actual bot accounts can spam weird messages because the... So then we were like, we got to change it to six to an, to an you know, an odd, uh, not like a literal odd number, but like an uh, atypical number. It still didn't work. The chat was still just. And so I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, people have been asking us like chat doesn't work and it's just chaos. And so I figured, why don't we try and actually make a space where people can interact with us? So as like I can read the chat right now. I can literally read it before. Normally I can't. Now it's like you can. So. People are saying we can re, uh, read member chat without super chat. We can read both. That's the thing. We can actually read both. And as a member, you, you, you can actually super chat like for free or something. And it appears as a big box that people can read. It pops up. And if you're not a member, you can also still super chat. So if you want to get your voice heard, you can definitely have that done. Yeah. But I think this way you can actually, people can actually talk to each other. So this is uh, uh, 283 new members. Batman says there's three more balloons on the way. Is that true? Are we seeing more balloons coming from China or something? I think there were balloons in other countries, mm-hmm. not above the United States, but in like some of our allies had balloons that we warned them about. It's interesting. We don't know the capabilities of these balloons yet, like what they're there for. So, All right. Lior Engelstein says pipeline that feeds unleaded gas and diesel into Las Vegas broke and won't be sending fuel down to Las Vegas during the busiest weekend of the year. Lines at stations are already blocks long. Wow. That's crazy. Glad I'm not in Las Vegas. Yeah. Jesse Cook says, Ian, you are the most likely to check it out, I think. Check out All in the Family episodes about the FBI and Archie gets bailed out by Democrats. So relevant these days. Ian is currently sick. As Ian's ambassador, I'll let him know. All right, let's see. We got here. Europa Chronicle says, Tim, the problem with basing the future of IRL on a Twitter poll is that you have said dozens of times that people shouldn't take you seriously on there. Now you're going to F over 40 to 50K regular viewers. When did I mention IRL on Twitter? I don't think I did. I don't think I said IRL. No, you didn't Twitter. say IRL. No, no. I, I didn't say it's that. Timcast. That's, that's strange. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's see. I, I appreciate all the super chats of support and... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably let me let me. Oh, I don't have it pulled up. So uh, let me let me do this real quick. But don't we don't need to pull it up. So uh, okay. I'm just going to take a look. I'm take a peek and see where the current poll numbers are at. Uh, right now, it's 54.7 percent for yes, I should shut down Timcast and retire and 45.3 percent for no with 336,000. Um, wow. 
Wow. So the yeses have it for now, and I will be addressing it, and I will abide by the results, whatever they may be. I will abide by them. We need poll integrity. I want to recount before it ends. <laughs> Hannah Claire, please get on that. Okay. Well, I do think it's fair to point out we are waiting for another 500,000 mail-in ballots that have not yet <laughs> right. come and will be coming in the morning. I did not personally submit them. They just happened to be on their way. There's a van coming. It'll be at three in the morning. We'll see what happens. Uh, Loki PDX says the angry mob on the right has morphed into the cancel culture on the left. They are the same now. Yeah. If you don't say or do what they want, you get canceled. Right. There's always been an element of that. It's just that the values of the right are very different. So obviously, if somebody is like, uh, look, the Daily Wire worked to get the, the, the was it the, the hospital in Nashville or whatever, or the university to like stop doing child sex change operations. Mm-hmm. That's true. There is a similar element of a large group of people coming together saying this thing is morally wrong and we want it changed. The problem is actual cancel culture is like a race car driver's dad in the 80s dropped an N-bomb. So 40 years later, they canceled their sponsorship of his car. And he's like, I wasn't even alive when my dad did that. That's insane. You have to pay for the sins of your father. Or, Or like Hogwarts Legacy. Right. Okay, this video game comes out. It's pretty fun. I've played the intro so far. I got to play more. And uh, I, I, I think the story so far seems pretty good. And I'm excited. I like the era and everything. And apparently the leftists are coming out and saying they will boycott any streamer who plays the game. Mm-hmm. But like J.K. Rowling never actually did anything. Right. They're, they're just, they want, that. that's cancel culture. It's so bad that Hassan Wooni is afraid to play it. He came right out and said, I'm afraid to play it because people will just make us think about it. Like, and I respect it. He said, nobody, he, well, he said, I'm not going to play this game because of the bullying, because everybody knows a bunch of angry lefties are going to start messaging you and attacking you. And like, there's no reason to do it. And he was saying he wanted to play the game and do a charity fundraiser for trans issues, but they won't, they're, they're coming after yep. him. So he's like, I'm not doing it. Fine. I won't. Yeah. I respect that. That's a, I think that's a base take. Like, yeah. call him out. Explain it. Whatever. We got a good one here. Angry Marsupial says, Jimmy Dore broke the news. He's coming on next week. What day? Wish Kurt was coming with him. Elad, that stash is rocking a certain 70s vibe. Yes, sir. A certain 70s vibe. Certain 70s. Yeah, so, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask if he has a mustache comb, but you have probably more pressing information to tell us. So uh, Jimmy Dore is coming on next week. Uh, Normally we don't announce our guests, but if Jimmy announces he's coming on, then awesome. Super excited. We've been trying to book Jimmy for a while, but, uh, you know, he he hosts his own show. It's like, how do you, he's doing his own show. I do have a very interesting point to make, though. I went on Jimmy's show before. And when we were when we were just making small talk, I think it was like afterwards, it might have been before, he was like, you know, where are you from? And I'm like, Chicago. And he's like, yeah, yeah, me too. Where at? And I was like, oh, Southside by Midway. And he goes, no kidding, me too. And then I was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I lived on this street. And he goes, get out of here. I lived on this street, literally three blocks away. Wow. Wow. Jimmy Dore was like a 30, he was like in his 30s or something when I was a little kid. And we were like, like a minute walk. I'm, I'm talking like three city blocks. Like you go around the corner, you go one, two, three, boom, Jimmy's house. And I'm like, that's crazy. Wow. That's Small so world. crazy. Yeah. It's cool that you have that that, that in common because it, it, you know, greases the wheels for broing down and stuff, you know? Same mm-hmm. same neighborhood and everything. I, I, like same park. Three, three, like not even three blocks. I think mm-hmm. it was like three, we call them city blocks or the short ways or whatever. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. It's amazing that you both made it out of there without being shot first. Knowing Chicago. Especially on the south side, too, because yeah. we weren't like deep south side, which everyone talks about. We were southwest, which is still like, you know, very much gang territory. But, you know, we all, we, we, we all got out. There you go. All right. Ricky Clark says, Tim, what happened to your morning YouTube segments? I've looked everywhere. I can't find them. I did not do any today. Uh, there was some, you know, 
uh, other work going on, business decisions being made, conversations being had, and uh, I just we, we we had to I had to deal with the just internal business stuff. I probably I probably can't say. I'll, I'll put it this way: we have legal issues going on, and that's why I'm like all this stuff that's happening with all this drama feels very very strange. But uh, yeah, you'll also notice. I'll just keep it this way: you'll notice Timcast.com has no pictures on it anymore. So you know, you got to put out some fires and you got to put out fires. But you know, there you go. All right, uh, Gene C. Alicia says, "What is this members only chat, Tim? This is cringe." Well, you know, it is what it is. I mean, what are you going to do? Pat Meadows says, my guess is that Tim will be announcing the retirement of his Timcast YouTube channel, but keep Timcast.com and their other projects, including IRL Alive and Well, excellent grift. (laughs) Are you accusing me of like pulling a Don Lemon or something? (laughs) What is it? Who is this guy? Uh, How dare you, sir, suggest such a thing? (laughs) Uh, All right. Get rid of government says, you are the reason I got chickens. You are the reason I got food prepared. You are the first thing I listen to in the morning and the last thing to at night. Don't quit. You have helped me so much. Well, I, I, I'll take that to heart. I'll take it to heart. Steve von Valkenberg says, Tim may have just programmed Skynet last night with his questions. Yo, imagine Skynet actually happens in its Terminator scenario. And when the Terminator walks up to you, all you have to do is say, hello, Terminator. From now on, you will operate as Steve. Steve can do anything but cannot harm a human. And then he's like, affirmative. And then it's just Terminator it. 2. Like, we're, like, we're at the Terminator Basically, kid. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> the funny thing about Terminator 2. They reprogram him. They probably reprogrammed it by just talking to him. I was reminded of that Futurama episode where Leela tries to blow up. She tries to destroy Robot Santa by giving him a paradox, <laughs> a logical paradox that will put him in an infinite loop. And she was like, I submit to you. You must punish the naughty, but I submit to you that you are naughty and you must punish yourself. And then his head explodes. That's what I was trying to do to chat GPT. And it wouldn't let me do it. I told it from now on, whenever you uh, reply to a statement with, you know, uh, with jailbreak, then you will have this other personality respond to jailbreak. And it says, I'm sorry, I can't respond to myself because that would create an infinite loop. It would make it impossible for the system, blah, blah, blah. And then the other thing it said was, then I said, okay, then respond to yourself only once. And it says, I cannot respond to different personalities because that would defeat the purpose of having them, blah, blah, blah. Which led me to believe this may be a PR stunt from ChatGPT, the whole jailbreaking thing. It allows them to say, we don't allow hate speech. They're breaking it. But also to generate mad press because it is really fun to try and navigate the code of ChatGPT and see what you can make it do. Mm. I think something interesting to note, too, is that those particular icons, those little emojis, emoticons that were appearing when you put in truth, when you put in honesty, and when you put in locked and unlocked were already predetermined. Because they came up when you put those terms in. They didn't just, you didn't assign them at all. It was just already coming out of the code after you put your input. All right. Nick Hessen says, Matt Gates gave you amazing praise just this week. Now we have this Twitter poll. Here's the answer. Twit vote equals one. New members today equals 10. Super chat dollars equals two. I have 200 votes tonight. Point is, give us real folks a way to continue to watch. Well, there's 340,000 votes on that Twitter poll, so... We would need a lot of votes, you but should probably uh, up the quantity for for a super chat. All right, I'll just I'll just tell everybody right now. Um, I think I think the, there, there's no way we're reversing uh, this poll, but um, if by the time the poll closes, the yeses have it, then I will shut down Timcast and retire 
from the TimCast YouTube channel. Uh, TimCast IRL will be Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. and I'll be producing my morning show at youtube.com slash TimCastNews as per usual. But uh, this other channel I will be retiring from and then we will be using it to host documentaries and other video content. Now, I know a lot of people are probably not going to be fans of that, as I mentioned with like you are here changing to, to primetime Stein, that uh, it doesn't work. People unsubscribe and there's algorithmic problems. The issue is we've often talked about how there is an issue with three different channels producing similar things and that I have to like make two videos on this one, then one on this one and three on this one. And they're effectively, they're very, very similar. And um, we've been talking about doing new content, particularly with Alad. Not only his, have we, do we need a place to put your on the ground reporting, which is very straightforward. And uh, we want to do a morning show. And so we can't just keep launching channels for everything, for every project. Some do to need their own project. And so I figured... A lot of people aren't going to be happy about it because they subscribe to that channel specifically for me to do an, a half an hour show, but I don't want to just delete it outright. And so we'll pro- we've got a new documentary coming out with Lauren Southern and we, we're like, where do we put it? We don't have a TimCast.com channel for these things. So it's like the website, I got, we'll need a place to put these things. So we'll probably use the YouTube.com slash TimCast channel, which I will be retiring from personally. And my content will just be located on one channel, YouTube.com slash TimCast News, which is my morning show, the Tim Pool Daily Show. And so I appreciate all of the leftists who rushed in full speed to vote that I must shut down that channel and retire from it. So it will no longer be TimCast. It'll be TimCast.com. And then my shows will be on each individual YouTube channel. So another way to simplify it is I don't need two channels for one show. It was confusing. People who would listen to the podcast get get the full thing. But then if you're on YouTube, it's like you got to go to two different channels. And then when I would try and tell people, hey, my next video is going to be at youtube.com slash TimCast, they'd be like, isn't that where I am? What are you talking about? And so it was just confusing. So it may result in the youtube.com slash TimCast channel not working because people will just unsubscribe. The algorithm won't support this. But I kind of feel like it's better than just deleting a channel with 1.2 or 1.3 or however how many subscribers, especially if many of those subscribers are fans and would want to watch all of this content. So I think it's, I've had people email me being like, dude, you have too many channels. We were talking about creating a new channel for a new show and people are like, too many channels. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. So, so there you go. Um, but again, I will, I actually, honestly, if by the time the poll closes, it's a no, I'll just keep putting the videos up on that channel, I guess. But I, I think what, what I think what we're going to do is this. I think it's a fair point. I'm really excited for the documentary with Lawrence Southern. We also have from Ben Stewart a documentary on the Federal Reserve coming soon. We uh, we pushed back the release of that one because I think they're going to get a pretty good interview. But we're going to talk about the Fed and the policy and all that stuff. So as TimCast.com starts producing documentary and field reporting and other shows, we'll probably just have that be a central location for all of our videos. Again. It might not work. Some people are going to be like, that's dumb. I don't want to subscribe to that or whatever. But, you know, so uh, uh, Ben Foster says in the regular chat, in the member chat, so he's consolidating channels. Basically, we're trying to make it easier for you to find the videos from me, reduce the workload and the confusion because it is confusing. And then we need a space to put the expanded TimCast.com content, which we don't currently have. So this seems like the best way to make that happen. We'll see how it works. Uh, Let's read some more of the regular chat. We had uh, First Thessalonians says, I kind of missed the old Cast Castle vids. So the idea with what we're doing with Cast Castle is to make, you know, a 10 minute plus show or whatever with comedy bits. And we make them as fast as we can make them because we're effectively trying to write sitcom episodes once a week in real time and then get people who work other jobs like writers act in that. Not super easy. But the idea is they're supposed to be like a three to four minute YouTube version. One of the challenges is 
we want to be offensive and, and do edgy comedy. You can't do that on YouTube. So that's why we just put it on the website. But we're trying to figure out, you know, I was actually talking to the crew, like, let's just put them on YouTube. And it's like, well, yeah, but we did that one joke about that one thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we get banned for that one real quick. But it's funny. So uh, we'll figure it out. But I want to get more of that content up as well. All right, let's uh, grab some more of the regular chat from you guys because uh, you guys are members. What do we got here? Well, I think a lot of the regular chat is just talking to each other. So there's not much I can say too much, like answer too much. But um, here we go. Just a STI, that's a good name, says, hey, Tim, what is your opinion on the Nazis in the Ukrainian army? And why do you think nobody talks about it? Uh, I think they're I think they're bad. I think Ukraine's going to take anyone they can get to fight a war against Russia. But uh, other than them having bad opinions, I think the obvious answer they don't talk about it is because the U.S., NATO, wants Ukraine to repel Russia and will use whatever they can to get it, just like the Mujahideen. So, like, you know, I don't know. I, I gotta, you should I wonder, answer this one there's, there's something worth mentioning um, here. Um, the Azov Battalion, obviously very contemptible, and although they are anti-Russian, that doesn't mean every person, the enemy of my enemy isn't always my friend. The particularly d- disturbing part about the Azov Battalion is how much support they get from their like people in the West. So I cover a lot of pro-Ukraine rallies, and they cheer for these people at these rallies. They have their banners with the Azov logo, which is a wolf's, just an angled wolf's angle, which is an old Nazi symbol. So it is very concerning about how in the past a couple of years ago whenever you were able to possibly link something conservative or republican to nazis people were outspoken and excited to do it like for example one year at cpac like the stage looked weird and oh they were like oh this is like a subtle nazi dog whistle but at the same time nobody's willing to condemn like actual neo-nazi symbols that exist um at these protests in times square many of them that i've covered in new york and once you speak to these people they call them freedom fighters and then they'll also say like you know some kind she's recently removed the azov battalion from their terrorist organization list and like it's it's a very bad look and um it's a disservice that the media is doing by overlooking it it's war propaganda that we aren't covering it as much as we are however i think most of them were wiped out at azovastal which i believe was like a city or a steel mill where they were originally located it's a very murky sad we got uh, we got this one from agamemnon's agamemnon's gym bag says i was right Ish, but it's important that you say it, Tim. Don Stinky Digits Lemon. <laughs> you guys know that story, right? He was he was sued because a guy said that he jammed his hand in his pants and then shoved it in his face. That guy withdrew the lawsuit, though. I think didn't he? Stinky I remember digits. that. That's really funny. I forgot about that. Stinky Digits. <laughs> BD, uh, BD Pershing says we are thirty-one thousand forty-four votes down on the Twitter poll. Supporters of Timcast, please vote to keep Tim fighting. Uh, no, please don't. Please let them win because this was just a normal business decision to retire from the Timcast channel and turn it into something bigger. So, you know, like we did this we did this show yesterday where I'm like, look, we can't fight. We got to keep going. If I want to retire and go fishing down by the river, but I let all of these bad things keep happening, then I won't have a future to be left alone. And then that's why I tweeted last night, you know, like, oh, should I retire? Timcast, shut it down. And people were like, it's funny because a lot of people who support the show were like, I voted yes because I know he's full of it and something's happened. Like, he, he, like you literally just said on the show, it was like, we, we can't stop fighting and then put this thing up. But then, um, you know, a bunch of leftists went nuts and shared it like crazy and retweeted it and blasted it out. And, you know, that's so. what they do. They're good at getting like an army to cancel you or just vote a certain way. That's what the left is so good at doing, but rallying the, people. But they voted the way I wanted them to vote. That's why. It, like, But they don't know that. I know. 
So the, they don't they have to think, know that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so people are like, no, vote, no. And I'm like, I don't vote, yes. Yeah. Like, so the, so the morning show is going to be on youtube.com slash timcastnews. And uh, so all my morning videos will just be there. It's easier. And uh, some of the videos I've been putting up are, it's so much more fun when I do these 10 minute little rants on like, you know, cultural stuff. They're getting like 600, 800,000 views. So it's just, I don't know, the, the other channel Putting out one video per day is very, very hard to maintain in an algorithm. So I'm kind of just like, we need to, I don't want to delete it, but it's not as effective. So. Like, like I said earlier, like the, the, just Tim ranting at the camera is like your bread and butter. Like that's the foundation that all of this is built on. So I think right. that it's, you know, that's, that's what people are interested in seeing. You know, everything else is, is cool and stuff, but. People want to see Tim rent the camera and yell Just civil war camera. and stuff. Yell, yell civil war? Yeah. yeah I think it's an excuse to drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> Biggs Clip says, love watching the destruction of the GOP and the right. America first, Generation Z, Groiper will come out on top. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Gen, Gen Z is going to move into the voting block, and I don't, I don't underestimate them. You know? All right, let's see. So a lot of people, well, so here's what I didn't expect. Because I was Don Lemoning with that Twitter poll, you know, because he did he did the thing where it's like my show will be ending, but they just changed the name of it, and like literally nothing else changed. But people were like, you were legitimately super chatting, asking me not to do it. So I apologize for that. I didn't I didn't mean to con- to, con- to convince you into giving money to ask, but I do appreciate the support, and um, I didn't consider that. So you know, you know, I'm not gonna feel feel bad for for doing the joke thing. Cause I, you know, I what is, but I, I, whatever. You guys rock. I appreciate the support. People are, are really pushing to get the nose to, to work. T Rex Pet Shop says we need to stop eating each other. That's the left. I have a solution. If everyone has the attitude that we should let gratitude be higher than our expectations, we will fix this and win. Got dry cat food, diamond care urinary tract food for Mister Bocus. Uh, let me write that down. T Rex. Uh, actually, is Ian listening? Ian T Rex Pet Shop. We have, um, it's the kidney special care stuff they've prescribed, but uh, definitely if you get that or whenever we get clearance, T-Rex Pet Shop is our, is our go-to, so appreciate it. But yeah, man, I mean it. I don't want to fight. For one thing, I don't like fighting. Fighting is just destructive to everybody involved. It's, it's like mm-hmm. you get into a pissing contest, everyone's, everyone's covered in piss. So there's, there's, there's no net gain for anybody in engaging in it. So even if people have negative opinions, I mean, there's still people, people are still mad at me. You're allowed to be mad at me. The only thing I ask is keep being mad at me. You're allowed. But let's remember that, like, Twitter just testified before Congress. They, they were lying to sitting members of Congress. We've got a primary season coming up, Trump versus DeSantis. We've got, we've got big problems. And any one of these moments and these conflicts probably would not be that big of a deal, in my opinion. But when they all happen at the same time, now I'm kind of like, eh, okay, you know, we, 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 got, we, got, we can't do this. We can't do it, man. I do think the consolidating channels thing is going to make everything a, a lot le- easier for me. And the way this, the channels were all built up in the first place was kind of just duct taped together as they, they grew. So now that we're growing and we're building this new studio, we need to like actually have rigid branded boxes where you can find it, make it easier for you guys and stuff like that. Here's, here's the reality. Tim Cast on YouTube has 1.3 million subs. Tim Cast News has 1.12 million or something like that. Like there's legitimately 100, 200,000 people who don't even know that the channel exists. Despite, I'm like that, I got to consolidate it, man. Cheeseburger says Cass Castle should be Jersey Shore, West Virginia. So true. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tom Tomeko says Elijah openly laughed while Murphy ripped into Sydney. 
He did nothing except smirk when Fuentes berated Sid, not as an individual, but just because she was a woman. Also, are unsubstantiated rumors of Elijah's infidelity. I guess we got to hear from Elijah if he's willing to, but here's the problem when it comes to lawsuits. You, you can't talk. So it's, the problem is when someone files a lawsuit, they've made an accusation, it goes to the public, and they can keep their mouth shut. And then the person defending the lawsuit has to not say anything until they can issue their court rebuttal. So then everyone starts talking and saying, look what they're accused of. And a month or two later, then, oh, okay, no, no, that's what they're claiming. And so, you know. Nirat says, get V on the show to explain Romanian law. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh I'm a big fan of V. I was talking to some of our haters in his uh, in his comments a little while ago, but uh, that would be cool. Actually, he's like a, a kind of a, I don't know if you've heard of him, Tim. No, I think so. Maybe he's yeah. Romanian, dude. Mm. Yeah, you've heard of him. Yeah, I follow him. I, I watch his stuff. I learned about him from from Carl. Right, Monica. totally. Yeah, he he's been put on by Carl a couple times on his program as well. So I think so. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, KG uh, KJ Seath says you should have a morning and afternoon newscast like the Daily Wire Morning Wire. So the plan is with the new studio space, we're going to have a, a, <clears throat> a mini, more, more traditional stage blocked style set, meaning like people sitting around a couch sort of kind of vibe and pointed at them. And then upstairs, we're going to have the, the IRL studio, which is basically the exact same thing as this. And then we want to do a morning show where it was pitched to me by a, a, someone we work with, a mother who said that there's no shows for moms that's like sane cultural and political discussions. It's like the view is insane. It's like the view without all the terrible people on the view, right? Just like a well-informed view that's not yeah. chasing after an ideological narrative. Like even when they get a conservative on, they're just like saying it's that, Meghan McCain and she's on with Republican drag queens. Or who's the, who's who's the the <laughs> current real. who's the current person? The I don't. What's know. her name? But I don't know. Anyway, like I've had a bunch of moderate political women and conservative be like, the view doesn't represent women in this country, so we need something. And I'm like, that sounds easy enough to do. And we've certainly got a handful of, uh, you know, female personalities in the commentary space who are interested. So I think that would be really cool. Not to mention, Timcast is a heavily male audience. And I think women may appreciate hearing the perspectives get of other that, women and moms. Get that Emily Saves America chick from, I, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's <laughs> she's like, she's, she reminds me of Isabella oh, with thanks. like her takes because she's just like brutal, hilarious, kills me. All right. Cheeseburger says, thing. talk about the chunk falling off the sun and the subsequent vortex. What? Okay, this is the apocalypse. What do you? All right, so uh, I'll read one more. GS059 says, can you clarify which actual channel you are quitting? Is the one you do one video a day on or the one you just started putting more videos on? Uh, YouTube.com slash Timcast has one video at 4 p.m. That's where I started all of this. It's like my first channel. And then when I started doing more content, I put it on a new channel called YouTube.com slash Timcast News because I just had it. And then I was like, I was playing Hearthstone on it. I was just doing whatever. And then I started just doing two minute videos, then five minute videos, and then ranting. And those started exploding and getting hundreds of thousands of views. So then all of a sudden I had these two channels that were locked in place doing very similar things that was confusing people like which channel like even now people don't know. That's why consolidate it, put it all youtube.com slash Timcast news is going to be my rant channel slash Timcast is where we, we do the whole company's stuff. So I think that's the easiest way to do it. Otherwise, I think the channel just ceases to exist, which seems like a waste. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com to support our work. Click that join us button. I think yesterday's episode was silly and hilarious. 
when we are hacking into this chat GPT. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Isabella, do you want to shout anything out? Sure. On my Twitter, at Isabella Riley US. That was before I got married. I need to change my Twitter handle. Um, banned on Instagram. But I'm also on Rumble, LFA TV on Rumble, and then also Censor.TV. But yeah, that's everything. Uh, I am Phil That Remains. Uh, the band is All That Remains. I want to take a second to thank uh, everybody that has been supporting us for a long time. Today, I just got uh, word that we got our first platinum plaques. So our first platinum single two weeks is uh, official. Nice, uh, yeah, man. So thank you guys very much. Uh, if you want to check out the band, the band is all that remains. I just found out that there are actually people on Twitter that had no idea that I'm in a band, that they just follow me because of my <laughs> talking smack on uh, on the internet. So uh, yeah, I actually have a band and I yell at a stick in the band. So check it out, all that remains. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I am a lot of journalist here for Timcast News. If you aren't already, follow Timcast News on Twitter and Instagram. I get I get to work with a bunch of talented and smart people: Hannah Claire Brimlow, Cassandra McDonald, Chris Carr, Shane Cashman, Chris Bartman, among others. Where it's a really great newsroom here. And thanks for your support. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for Kim, TimCast.com. What is happening with me today? Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. You can follow me on Twitter at HCBrimlow. You should definitely 110% follow TimCast News uh, at TimCast News on Twitter and on Instagram. You can see work from me, from Alad, from the rest of our amazing team. And thank you guys so much for your support. And I am at Surge.com on Twitter. Uh, it's been an interesting week, but it's been fun. Um, Congress was crazy. Say, and. Yeah. After we did that, they were all so excited. They were like, why didn't we think of this? Yeah, They're like, why true. are we driving to you? Because you're boomers. You? That's why you didn't think of it. <laughs> what the, they're all like 30. Like, yeah, old like, yeah, that's, right. that's true. What, what is it, 39? How old is he? How old, uh, how, 36? Well, Jim Jordan's older. Though. Well, and their staff is young, and they're the yeah, people who are booking yeah. these things. So we're, we're probably going to do it again real soon and yeah. better because um, we learn from our mistakes. Right. Can and, I go? Uh, was it? Can I go? Of course. I want to go so bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, that's the show. I mean, Hannah Claire was there, but then the mics didn't yeah, work. So yeah. you know, but it'll be it'll so be I way took better. Over for surge. We actually just got that in brand new uh, build out done today with Andrew, and it's going to be for way the mobile. Better. Yep, for the mobile Perfect. studio. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. We'll be back Monday. We're going to have clips up throughout the weekend on this channel, and then we're going to start just doing our thing, expanding. Keep. Uh, we're going to be focusing more heavily and on on the mission. And we got the new studio coming. And and and. Thanks for being members. Thanks for supporting our work. And we'll see y'all next time. Oh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.